You know what, Zach? I feel like I feel like Zach, you're like the self-sabotaging guest. You're like, ah, <laughs> yeah. Bloodborne's the best horror game ever, but I'm voting Dark Souls. Ah, dead space. <laughs> I'm trying What is this, Zach? He's trying to he's trying to bring us together. I'm trying to it's, it's about the list. I care about the list. Yeah. Okay. He cares about the list. Yeah. are very Lego-y today, Kevin. Really? Yeah, you look like uh, early YouTube. <laughs> I don't know what? what's going. I don't know what's, what's going, going on. on like something downloading on my two sixty p. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. Still, is my audio quality Lego-y? Eh, it's okay. Your audio quality is fine. I could see you. You're actually okay. a little better now. I think for a he while, sounds there. fine. He sounds. Oh yeah, fine. he sounds okay. fine. He sounds fine. It's. It was the visuals, okay. which uh, the least important part of this podcast, to put it mildly. <laughs> True. True. Uh, Zach, how's it going? It's going okay. It's been a while. Thank you for letting me back on. <laughs> I've, been, good to have you I've been trying to break in, and they just yeah. won't let me out, you know, and then finally they've <laughs> given in. And I, I pestered Oren. We saw each other recently, and I was like, dude, I got to get the fuck back on. Like, I'm so desperate. And, he, and like, I was holding him up. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> Like, I wouldn't have let him leave the theater we were in if he didn't let me on. So he's like, okay, okay, fine. You can wow. be on. And... And then it was all square from there. So thanks. Nice. Yeah. It, it was, yeah, cra- it was crazy too because uh, I think Drew Baldwin also flew in and he like you he, he tried to wrestle you, but you yeah. just like pushed his face back and you're like, <laughs> oh. no, me, me. Yeah. Squished. I squished his face. I grabbed oh, it. Poor yeah. I ripped his nose. Yeah, it's it was right. crazy. You know what? He can get a new nose. It's fine. It's oh. fine. Yeah, I know a guy's got a nose. Uh... <laughs> <clears throat> Sheesh. Okay. Well, uh, it's good to have you. I'm glad Oren let you out of your cage. That, that's uh, very kind of Oren. Uh, what did you guys see? Oh, Orin. yeah. I'll, I'll yeah what go. was the movie? It was. It was kind of a. And it was an interesting movie. It was Alice Diop's um, Saint Omer, which Nick Grasso actually recommended on the podcast. And it was. It was a very different type of movie because the whole movie is kind of about. Um, the Senegalese diaspora and like kind of like the systems of imp- of oppression in France towards it, but it's done through just a courtroom drama. So you just hmm. see like a lot of testimonies. You're listening to people talk a lot of the time, and um, it was it, it was it was interesting. I've, I I haven't seen a movie like that in a while where you're just kind of sitting and listening. And I can see some people being really bored, but I personally thought it was engaging. I liked it. It was a cool movie. I don't know if Zach liked it. Zach, did you like it? I don't know how I felt. It was so I'm notorious for falling asleep during movies. And like imagine like a straight twenty minutes of one shot of someone talking. I it was hard. It was it was difficult. Mm. I was sometimes in and out. Um so I can't really fully um say if I liked it or not. I thought it was interesting, but I, I saved my judgment. I saw most of it, I think, but yeah, I was like fighting, <laughs> staying awake. Um, so yeah, I fell asleep. I like I was telling Orn, I fall asleep watching John Wick in the theater. So like, that's the kind <laughs> of brain I have. Like I will fall asleep mm-hmm. to anything. So All it's right. not like a fault of the movie necessarily. It's just darkness and comfortable seat and yeah, you know, slow movie. Like it was, yeah, it was it was tough. But 
I think Aaron does that a lot too. He falls asleep during movies. Oh, really? <laughs> I do not fall yeah. asleep during movies. I've fallen asleep during like two specific horror films uh, multiple times, but only those two films. It was Hereditary the first time I tried to watch it because it was like <laughs> one in the morning and I was really drunk. Uh, oh, and God. then uh, It Follows. I have just never been able to make it through that movie. Every time I try to watch it, I fall asleep. It is like the most oh, soothing really? lullaby it's like I've ever found. It's two great movies. It's a lot. Yeah. That, that sounds like so, It Follows is like such an Aaron movie, I feel like. So I'm surprised. No, I know. I, yeah, I, I think it is <laughs> yeah, a probably a great seem... movie. Uh, I love his follow-up under the Silver Lake. So I, I should give it a fifth <laughs> yeah, try. But that's the same guy, really. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I know that's a Silver Lake controversial movie. I really liked it. Yeah. But... Um, but yeah, I, I mean, uh, Saint Omer. It's kind of it's a very niche movie. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. It, it was yeah. it was interesting. I thought it was good. But yeah, it really is like you have to be kind of a hardcore lover of like slow cinema, slow yeah. filmmaking. It's it's that kind of movie. All right, uh, Kevin, what'd you get for Christmas? <laughs> uh, for Christmas, I got. A, my two front or no I got my Steam Deck I got yeah. a Steam Deck from my girlfriend which uh, is very exciting um, if you live under a rock and haven't heard of the Steam Deck it's Valve's portable console um, very similar in a lot of ways to the Switch it's like a tablet but rather than be powered by a 2017 ARM chip it's powered by a high power <laughs> PC uh, x86 chip so uh, the graphical fidelity of this thing is actually quite impressive um, I my first impression of it was that I kept pressing the, uh, so this this has the Xbox layout, you know, A, B, X, Y. I kept pressing B yeah. for A because on the Switch, that's the, the right button is accept. So my, my brain went into, oh, I'm playing the Switch. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not playing the Switch. <laughs> so I did that a lot. You can actually change that in Steam. They give you the option to use the Switch layout, which I think is genius. But, but you- I didn't do it because... Do you have that problem with other controllers? No. No. That's interesting. Not at all. Yeah, it is. Um, when my girlfriend's playing a game, she'll be like, what button should I press? Like, if she's playing the Switch, I'll be like, circle. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. no circle on this controller. I'm like, well, it's just a, you know, that it's, direction. it's not confusing. Because yeah. there's, there's no, imagine there's like a console that had a circle as the X button and X as the circle button. Dude. Like, that would be really confusing. Yeah. I don't know who to blame. <laughs> like, it, I know Nintendo did it first, but Microsoft. Nintendo should have fucking corrected themselves. Once Microsoft set the, yeah. the story straight. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I guess you can... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who to blame for that, but I, I blame Microsoft. I'm sure it. the Nintendo fans <laughs> would have been pissed if it changed. I mean, yeah. like, the GameCube is already kind of weird in its own thing, so, like, yeah. I guess that could have been the restart. <laughs> like, it was like the continents were, like, cha- you know, shifting. It's like A is That's middle, true. B is you know all right. right. The GameCube controller, A was yeah. the bottom button. Yeah. It was like you, the no, Fisher Nintendo Price, like big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nintendo has no one to blame but themselves. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, so I, I, having spent, um, you know, a couple of weeks with this thing, even even a trip now, I think that this console uh, really solidifies Valve in the hardware space. I think where they haven't ever been. Like I think it's like this is a console. Like this is a serious piece of equipment that I think. You can you could sell on the retail shelves and people would buy it. Like I think it's that yeah. good. Like I know the Steam boxes were like experimental Steam machine. They just weren't quite there. They hadn't had the OS figured out. Everything here is Linux. Um, in my opinion, Windows itself is primarily not always exclusively, but primarily the the one of the biggest hurdles for people who, in PC gaming. They don't want to deal with Windows updates, drivers, all that stuff. This solves all of that. So um, it's the closest to a console I've ever experienced in terms of a gaming 
platform. It just works? Not. Mostly. Okay. It mostly just works. It's about as close to it just works as you can be. I think in terms of games, uh, you're, go- you're going to need some PC gaming knowledge to get good performance out of it. Um, at least if you care about good performance. Um, some games will require graphics changes. Uh, you'll need to understand resolution, specifically 16 by 10 resolution, why you shouldn't run a game in 16 by 9 on a 16 by 10 screen because it looks like total crap, um, that kind of stuff. I just want to mention, too, that the controller is amazing. Um, the Switch controllers, the, the, the Joy-Cons are the worst part of the Switch, right? Can we all agree mm-hmm. on that? I've the D-pad actually point. is a D-pad on this thing. It works. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the buttons feel good. The sticks aren't like like a centimeter tall. Like yeah. they're actually like a full end stick. Like I, I was playing Wolfenstein on it, which I don't know if you guys remember back in 2018. I my favorite Switch game was Wolfen Switch, as I called it. Wolfen Switch, um, <laughs> you know, two. Um, and Wolfenstein lives on. Wolfen Switch lives on in this because uh, Old Blood runs at 60 FPS on this thing. So playing 60 FPS Wolfenstein New Order or Old Blood on a, on your handheld is just awesome. That is uh, awesome. I'm just really, really, really love it. So I think uh, the other thing I want to mention, the last thing I want to mention is cross-save. While obviously it's the same platform, because it feels like a console, like playing my PC and then just picking up my Steam Deck and playing my save continued is a really cool thing. Like I've unsubscribed Game Pass <laughs> right now. Mm. Really? I know, right? I, I'm, a, I'm a big wow. Game Pass evangelist, and I, and I love Game Pass. This is not a knock against Game Pass. It's just more this is the ecosystem I kind of feel like I want to invest in. It's like having yeah. another piece of dedicated hardware in this ecosystem makes me be like, okay, this is where I want to be, I think, for going forward. You can't say that, though, Kevin, because we receive, like, thousands of dollars from Microsoft every podcast. You can't right. do that. That's true, because we always talk thousands about Xbox. Of dollars, yeah. <laughs> I haven't actually been using my Xbox. Again, no no hate in the Xbox. love that thing. I just, I just been laptop, PC, and, and Steam Deck. They all kind of serve the console, handheld, PC niche. So uh, I think if you're if you're someone who doesn't mind a, a minor amount of tweaking um, for your games and want the closest to a console experience, I think this is it. I really think that this is kind of the proof in the pudding that Valve could release a real home console uh, with this OS, and it would, I think, be successful. I think hmm. it would work. Hmm. You think they're going to do that? Is that speculative? I think there's a high chance that they could do that. Hmm. So just sort of like... A, like basically the steam deck but a box and you know they give you a controller and it it works like a pc it has that operating system and you run your game yeah Mm -hmm. Mm. and it's high powered right um the proton layer which is the compatibility layer between linux and not emulating with the compatibility layer of windows games works amazingly i mean the fact that this game they're running uh windows packaged games on linux in a handheld on battery on like 12 watts <laughs> yeah. of power and having getting 60 fps is a very impressive feat yeah so valve deserves a lot of uh, accommodation i think for this so yeah and if they could make that's it that's awesome uh, like do you think they could make it 500 bucks like a home console maybe you know i think if they could they could actually maybe give microsoft and sony at least a, com- a new competitor right because I, I think the switch is what this is competing against right mm-hmm. in terms of skus but I, I really think that they could potentially I mean, all the AAA games that get released on Steam. Imagine if you could buy a Steam box, like, oh, I can play Halo Infinite, I can play God of War, you know, it's like I can play Horizon Zero Dawn, oh, you know, damn. all of these first-party games on a console on your TV in 4K. I think that would be pretty competitive. So, yeah. Oh, man, that, that would be a threat to Xbox, of all things. That would be crazy. Definitely, yeah. Hmm. Cool. 
uh, I got to hold it for a minute because I saw Kevin recently. <laughs> and I got to say, uh, it felt so premium in the hand, like the hand feel, if that's such a thing, of, of this. Like the way the controllers felt compared to like particularly the Switch. But even like, you know, like an <laughs> Xbox controller, it felt very premium and hefty and nice. It was really, uh, it, was, it seemed like a good product. I didn't really play much on it, but. Yeah, it feels great, right? Orin, I have a question for you. And I mean, I don't mean to single you out in this, but I know that you are the main console guy here of, of us three. Yeah, you're PC the main gamers. PC hater. Would What's you going be on, interested? No, no, no. Just it's just what you prefer. Would you be interested in? Uh, would you buy a console like like that's 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 a PC focus, but it has the console experience? Like if and you, if you could play these kind of games on it, would that be something you'd be interested in? Yeah, I think so. Because uh, yeah, you could play Sony PC exclusives as well. So that would be a game changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heck yeah, sign I'm just me curious, up. like what someone, someone who's not, who doesn't, he doesn't, not as interested in PC gaming, because you know, I understand not wanting to deal with the like technical pieces. I, I get that, you know, not everyone, right. not everyone loves that. I totally understand that. Yeah. yeah. Even I don't want to always deal with that sometimes. <laughs> hmm. But you I would think still I have just to like, like uh, I feel like I just like sitting on a couch and playing games, you know, like, because I work <laughs> in front of my computer, yeah. so I kind of want to get away from my computer when I play games. Yeah. So that's part of the reason. That's how too. I completely feel. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. I wonder. That's what like the one thing that seems like it would be off-putting to some people would be that having to tweak the settings. It, obviously, if they made like a Steam yeah. box, they could have Steam box optimized settings, and yeah. maybe I don't know. Interesting. So there's a couple things that on that note that are worth mentioning. One is that some games launch with the Steam like Blood, the Blood, the Full Pine, I think it's called mm-hmm. the, the, the new the uh, uh, I can't think of, Night Dive game. Um, ships with Steam controller support, which makes so this right stick is emulated the mouse inputs, which totally mm. is screwy. But the game has native X input API support, so mm. if you turn that off, it works fine. Yeah. So like Valve needs to get this stuff figured out still too. There's yeah. still some like there's going to be a lot of tweaking, I think. Yeah. Still. Before huh. that's before you're like Xbox or PS5. Right. Maybe next generation of console, like not yeah. in a year or two, but in like three, four years. Mm-hmm. Is that when the, that is that is when the next generation, huh? We're already like halfway through this generation where there's been no, yeah, no exclusive games. As someone who <laughs> yeah, bought like a 3080, weird. and I'm like, oh wait, the next generation. You know, I was thinking like, oh wait, till the next console generation. I'm like, I have to buy a new graphics card in three damn years. Sucks. So mm. much money. It does. I agree. It is crazy to think that we're halfway through the generation too. It feels like nothing. We it feels nothing. like there hasn't. <laughs> yeah, it really feels that way, right? We got like. Especially on the Xbox side, it's been just a lot of really awesome AA and indie games, but not yeah. really any AAA stuff. It's been very strange. Yeah, we need Perfect Dark or Gears or something. Yeah, mm. it's been Halo Infinite, I guess, but it's not exclusive. Forza, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, weird, weird times, strange times. Yeah. Uh, speaking of strange times, you guys, uh, you guys watch this uh, video game TV show on HBO? Oh, oh are you talking about times? the um, <laughs> no, the times. Uncharted <laughs> movie? It just dropped on HBO, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, the, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys all watched it? Yeah. yeah. Did you like it? I haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, Fine. I d- I thought it was good. I mean, I don't know if uh, I'm, I, a lot of my reservations of the Last of Us show remain. And that, uh, honestly, like, watching the show, I think it's good. 
but I think it's perilously close to just being like a Walking Dead season, you know? Because mm, part, yeah. part of what makes the game cool is that you're playing as Joel, so you're actually doing all the evil shit in the game, and it kind of gives it its power. Mm-hmm. But yeah, watching the show, it's like, this is like a really well-paced and expensive Walking Dead season. But hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully it gets good. But the first episode I thought was, you know, pretty good. I'm glad that, like, so my think- dad can watch it now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can answer without spoilers, I think, but where does it, what point of the story does it end at, the first episode? They're about to go into the big uh, skyscraper where it's raining. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And gotcha. they just like, got crashed crashed together. Together. That's where we got when we were playing the remake, right. basically. Yeah, yeah. So my dad yeah, basically okay. saw the first episode played. It, it's very close. Like, it's very close to the game with a few diversions. Yeah, that's it's 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 cool seeing. Um, I'm watching with people who haven't played the game, so and like, uh, I don't should I should I spoil it now? Should I avoid spoilers for the first episode? Yeah, no, that's you can spoil that. Like Sarah, yeah. like Sarah dying. It's like it's interesting seeing people see that and be like, oh my god, like they're actually upset. I'm like, yeah, it was mm-hmm. like that back in 2013 too. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know it's neat, you know, and they weren't going to play it otherwise. So, um, so yeah, it's it's more for me a spectator sport of being like, oh, here's how other people like this story, you know, in a different context. I mean, but maybe maybe it'll change up. Maybe it'll be different as they go on more. You know, obviously there's some differences. They expand the beginning right with like Sarah and uh, Joel and her like getting the watch fixed and the neighbor next door and stuff. But um, for the most part, it's skewing pretty close. So we'll see if they continue to do that or not yeah i'm what kind do, of what do um, we think do you think that'll happen do you think it'll change up or do you think it'll be the same i don't know i mean there were like a couple of subtle changes in the pilot but yeah it's it was very close so i'm just wondering like i don't know there are some journalists and critics i follow whose opinion i value and a lot of them are saying that this is like incredible tv and they've watched the whole season so mm-hmm. yeah i have my hopes up that they're just kind of laying the groundwork and then it gets really good later mm-hmm. on um, but have those people played the game yeah because i mean we know they had played the game yeah one of them's uh, okay. this movie critic i like named david ehrlich he just he does yeah. these really cool videos at the end of the year he loved it hmm. um and then the indie wire critic really loved it, and I think he played the game. I could be wrong, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I have my hopes up. I guess like to put it into context, I'm rewatching Andor right now, and mm-hmm. uh, the first couple episodes of Andor were like pretty slow. I'm like not mm-hmm. gonna lie. Like the first two episodes, I'm like, is this really that good? And then it really took off. So I'm hoping the same thing mm-hmm. is true with this show. It's just kind of like faithful kind of boring for the first couple episodes and then it gets interesting yeah yeah i i, I do wonder how much it'll offer for somebody like i just played the whole game like right in the last six months so like like it's all gonna be super fresh uh and i'm curious <laughs> but uh I, I, so I, I thought it was entertaining I, enough i saw a screenshot of uh Pedro pascal compared to joel and i feel like that casting is like perfect oh, like, yeah. he looks like yeah. just like him like I'm like wow, this is. I don't know if they could have found a better actor. I feel like the girl doesn't look anything like Ellie. Though. She doesn't. She doesn't even but look remotely like her. She seems I mean, good. She works. White though. brunette. 
short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it works. I, 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 think, yeah. So. I think that's a good thing that she doesn't look like her because Ellie from the game looks a lot like Elliot Page. Elliot mm-hmm. Page, yeah. Yeah, just like... Who apparently uh, was mad about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's really, like, close how similar they looked, and I'm mm-hmm. glad that they got a totally different-looking actor, actress. Yeah. I thought that was a good choice. She seems well cast, so I think I think she'll play the part well. Yeah, she does the, the like, I don't give a fuck about you. You know, it feels like almost playing yeah. it in too much. Like, she does, like, the, I don't know, did, wait, yeah, anyway. Um, she does, like, the finger counting. She's like, one, two, three, four, fuck you, or whatever. It was like, oh, that's a little... It's a little mm. much. I don't remember it mm-hmm. being like that in the game, but okay. Whatever. She's like a fe- she's like a feisty Ellie. She's like feisty yeah. and like really uh, you know, combative. And I, I almost feel Ellie like wasn't, but right. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see her transformation because like her transformation is being this girl and slowly turning into like this horrifying killer. So <laughs> I wonder how that's going to play out. Um, I hope it's good. I hope that I, it sounds is like the first season going to be the first game. Yeah. Do we know? I think so. Okay. Well, I think so they're, yeah. they're not going to do any padding or, 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 or Oh, we don't know about that. We don't season. know. Okay. I mean, we don't, I guess a lot of the game I, I, is yeah. like combat and puzzles. Like they're not going to be like, Oh, remember when Joel like swims down and gets the pallet. Like, I don't think they're going to do a lot of pallet moments. <laughs> yeah, uh, the pallet. So they got to fill <laughs> something, but yeah, they need to Was have at least one ladder though. Uh, did, was yeah. there a ladder? I, I didn't see a ladder. I think I need a ladder moment. Not we were talking yet. about this. We're like, because we were thinking about the show. What's it going to be like when we played the game uh-huh. at Aaron's house last weekend? And we're like, oh, I hope they have at least one ladder moment just to kind of. They did not in the first episode. No, no that's too bad. So, mm. well, it's kind of interesting because the first episode is like all the slow walking segments of The Last of Us. <laughs> so now that you're actually getting into the video gamey segments, I wonder if you're going to see more of that. Like he opens up a drawer and he finds like bullets in it. Yeah, <laughs> or pills, like, or scissors, powder. pills. Scissors. I want to see him take scissors. the pills. <laughs> yeah, the pills. I think it'd be really funny if if he's talking to Ellie and like looting, but not looking at it, like auto loot on. Like, he's just like grabbing things. <laughs> His arms are going every which way. <laughs> yeah. oh, but it's like a dramatic scene. Like he's very straight, stone faced. Yeah. <laughs> or or like the classic, like oh, this ledge is too high. Can I launch you up it so you could drop a ladder yeah. down? I mean that yeah. that could probably be the latter moment, like one of those where it's like he's about to get like killed and they're chasing him. There's tension, you know. I can see that. that's gonna happen. That's a like, hey, we're trying to hide this loading screen because the PS3 hard drive's too slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's gonna have any of like the God of War Ragnarok puzzle solving stuff where like Joel's like, huh? Like like there's some like puzzle and they're like or like there's like a lock combination and they're like hey look let's look around like maybe there's a lock combo and then they look at a whiteboard and you just see the lock combination scrawled on the whiteboard like oh that might be it perfect Uh, they did that in the quiet place um (laughs) they they have a whiteboard where they literally wrote key plot points on the whiteboard so that the audience i was just like fuck this fucking movie anyway um that's because yeah, they couldn't speak, so they had they the newspaper speak. clippings being like aliens or like uh, zombies or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Can, uh, don't make noise. Like it's yeah, they like literally wrote that on a whiteboard. <laughs> it, it was bad. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I guess we'll check in with more Last of Us later, but uh, not a bad first start. Um, games we've been playing. Kevin, Final Fantasy V Pixel Remaster. 
Yeah. Which one is that in uh, the initial U.S. chronology? Is that two or three? Uh, I think it's two, right? I no, I think it's five. Well, it's five now. I, no, 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 no. Five is no. I, I th- th- this is nebulous because I don't even know if I don't know. I'm just gonna say it's Final Fantasy V. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I mean, what was six? But, was six three? Six was three. Six was three. Okay, so it's it was but, two then. Yeah, I don't think two. it is two because two also was remastered. No, no. Well, but cool. yes, but we never got two in the United States. So in the United States, two was five. Whatever. Sorry, this is a total tangent. Apologies. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get confused. I was looking this up and I got confused and I didn't read any more about it. So I don't know, but it's Final Fantasy V on the Western release. That I much I know. Um, and I uh, I played it. So the, the backstory with this game is I had played it. Aaron Aaron had bought and bought and Aaron had purchased all of the uh, Final Fantasy seven eight. And I think you bought nine as well on PS One back when we I was a young child. Yeah, all of them. So I played all three of those games as a young child, and I was like, "Wow, these are really fun! I want more Final Fantasy." So Aaron had also purchased the Western localizations, and I think some moderate changes to Final Fantasy Five and Six. I think it was a two two CD game, full motion video, or it was like <laughs> they had cutscenes, like really right? shitty cutscenes, which is not in this. So um, I've been playing. So I played that game. I, got, I remember I was playing it a lot, and I was I had played so much Final Fantasy before that that I was a little random battle sick. So I uh, was running from all the enemies, and I didn't level up at all. So when I got to this part of the game where I couldn't go back, I got stuck because I couldn't defeat the enemies to level up, and I also couldn't progress to beat the boss. So I just got screwed, basically, yeah. because I was lazy. So I didn't beat the game, and I always wanted to beat the game. And I was like, oh, they remastered this game. I'm going to buy it. So I got it. Uh, the remastered is really cool. Um, I'm super uh, happy with it so far. Um, the one thing that I just want to mention, first of all, is that it has um, ultra-wide support. So, <gasps> game of the oh year. Oh, God. Yeah. I know, I know, game of the year. Final that's Fantasy V. That's the one. <laughs> this that's, is the, so, <laughs> that's the most important parameter for game of the year is, like, ultra-wide. Does it have ultra-wide? Yeah. yeah. So I, I have to say, like, there was something to me as a... 30 something year old adult sitting down playing a super nintendo game seeing in 21 by 9 seeing mode 7 scaling in ultra wide native yeah. like I, there's just and playing with like a 200 dollar xbox control that's all swanky and fancy there's just something about that i'm like wow i'm an adult playing this like game from the 90s and it's all really you know nice so the other thing that i want to mention is it has this incredible crt filter which looks really nice. good. Yeah. It, it, so they, they redrew all the um, sprites, but the game still has a very 16-bit, honestly, like, early 16-bit, like, almost 8-bit, like, higher-fidelity 8-bit. It's not like a true 16-bit, like Super Mario World. It's like, I think it's going to come out 91 or 90. Oh. So it's like that It's like that cross-gen phase of, like, they're releasing games kind of like, you know, it, like, it wasn't quite they had figured out the full com- compatibility or capabilities of the 16-bit consoles. So... Um, the game's graphics are not like super amazing, but the music of the game is really well done. And they redid all of the music um, uh, with real inst- with, with what sounds like real instruments. And uh, Nobuo Uematsu oversaw the instrumentation mm. of this for the remaster. So they got the original composer. And why this is important, in my opinion, is um, like when you're transcribing a music, 
especially from digital to real instruments or digital to another. I think it's important to have the, like the original person know like what was the sounds that I was trying yeah, to capture right. with this. What was the font? So was that supposed to be yeah. a trumpet? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I think the, the the mix and everything of the audio in this is really good. Like I spent some time at work just listening to the soundtrack of these remasters, just because uh, I was just really like enjoying it. So uh, I think it's 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 if you really want to find if you want to play a Final Fantasy game, I recommend this game. I know that six is supposed to be like the like true cult classic. I'm gonna probably play that next. Um, but right now I'm playing this and, and having a great time. I also just want to highlight that I've been playing Final Fantasy X as well with my girlfriend. We're doing this controller swap thing. And playing the two games, um, I think which are 10 years apart or nine years apart, is really interesting because this game starts you off, you put you on the world map, um, you quickly unlock this job system, which allows you to basically make the, cl- the characters have different roles. So you can um, kind of do all this metagaming and planning of like, okay, well, I want to have this character be a fighter, but when they level up their fighter class, they get to keep some of those skills. I can make them a mage, and I can do this cool cross-classing RPG stuff. So if you're like an RPG nerd, this game is like really a, a blessing to you because it's a lot of mechanical fun stuff, which I just love to nerd out on. I'm having like a blast with that. Um, and it's just funny playing that. Game puts you on the world map. has all these deep RPG mechanics. It's kind of light in the story. You can explore freely to playing Final Fantasy X, which is this super heavy narrative, slow game. It starts off, on the, starts off with a set piece. There's all these like random battles. You don't get to pick. And the mechanics are super, super watered down. It's just funny to see like just across this one franchise, like how game design has changed in just like 10 or 10, around a decade, right? Like f- I really feel like Final Fantasy kind of did a lot of the shifts of game design, like almost before anyone else. Because Final Fantasy X was like a heavy narrative game back in 2000 right like it was kind of like a lot of the direction of set pieces and you know bigger pretty graphics really well well drawn animated cutscenes it's just like funny i'm like oh this is like a little, like little microcosm of game design just this little franchise here we get you know between five games so it was just kind of fun to see that and i was like wow i th- this is like what i want i know aaron was talking about how um you know uh, with signalis like that's kind of the thing that you really want is like that 90s style you know lower fidelity i think you you should maybe Look at these remasters because I think they're they're very well done, mm. um, and I think you'll like the game design. Even though the one thing is the random battles, mm. they can wear you. But down. you can fast forward, right? <laughs> you can fast forward. You can also do auto battle. Oh, so yeah. I definitely auto battle is cool because like you'll it'll like if you do all you four party members right, you do four inputs and you try auto battle and it'll just keep doing them over and over again. So you can just kind of like speed the battles up, and if if they fi- if you find them tedious, you can do that, and uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's cool. Hmm. I should check it out. Uh, I mean, twenty-one by nine, man. I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably play it on my like PlayStation or something, though. Like, I'm assuming it's on consoles yeah. too, because it seems. So like it's a- also, of course, sixteen by nine, which the game originally was four by three for CRT TVs. So even if you're playing on a sixteen by nine TV, you're still getting a lot more. Yeah. If, if that's something that you care about or at all, which I do, I think it's. Cool. I want my screen real estate fully maxed out, unless I'm playing Resident Evil. Then I want. It's just. Yeah, it's just. Ra- it's true. It's just rare to see games that are 2D that actually tr- that are old that can actually do modern aspect ratios. That's a very uncommon thing I find. Especially like, from the really Square port, huh? Yeah, I think it's the same team that did the Chrono uh, Chrono Trigger PC port, hmm. which also does this. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, cool stuff. Cool. Uh, All right. I have, a, I have a question quickly about turn-based battle systems. Uh, one time I was listening to a podcast and the person was playing Dragon Quest 
and they said that they like to play the game where they just have all of the auto turn-based things happening so they aren't really playing the game and they said that that relaxes them so they don't actually like play the game they just auto and just tell the game to do optimal inputs for every party member and when i heard that i was like well it just sounds like you're not playing a game anymore you're just kind of watching your characters do stuff. So, like, how do you play it, Kevin? Do you do auto battle just for the random encounters? And then for the main boss fights, you don't do that? Like, how do you play it? The way this game's auto battle works is it doesn't optimize it. It just kind of, if you if you don't give him a command in auto battle, it'll just auto attack with every enemy. They'll just do a physical attack. So if And the combat of this game is difficult, like, quite challenging. So if you're auto battling on a hard boss, you will fail and die. Um... I tend to do it only for grinding. So, like, if I'm, like, I need to get, like, higher power, I'll just put on auto battle, like, watch a YouTube video and just kind of, like, let it kind of level me up a couple times for trying to, like, grind out a skill. But when I'm doing, like, a dungeon, I want to make sure that, again, because it's a hard game, I want to make sure that I'm, like, properly doing everything myself. And even if I was, like, let's say I was auto battling everything, um, I'm still the one who's building up the systems and the characters and planning all that out. So, like, there's still a lot of things that I'm involved in. I have some agency in how the characters are going to be playing and how the auto battle will, will play out because I'm still doing the planning piece for the builds. So, even if I'm not actually playing the game all the time, although I, I, I only auto battle, I'm going to say about 40% of the time. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that was my question just because I thought it was interesting that there are people on the planet who just... And it's almost like uh, meditation for them. They just like watching their characters fight for them. Um, but I don't know. It is it is kind of satisfying. It's also stressful though because they'll die. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. die a lot. Yeah. So yeah. Hmm. All right. Good stuff. Uh, Zach, mm-hmm. tell me about the Wolf Among Us. Yeah. So. Um... <laughs> Let me see. I wrote some notes down. So I like, like, do you mean the game or like the actual wolf among us, like the metaphor? Uh, like that's me. <laughs> yeah, who's wearing who's wearing sheep's clothing? Uh, the game. Yeah. Um. So I guess I, I just want to ask, how do y'all feel about the Telltale games? I feel like I don't know if they've come up a lot. I know y'all are super massive games fans, so kind of similar vein. Yeah. But I've never played one. No. Uh. So I don't really have an opinion. Oh, shit. They seem like cool though. I, I like I like I like the idea. I like I like Supermassive, and I think they're similar, right? Yeah, I mean Supermassive. I guess the thing about Telltale is that their scale actually isn't as big as say a Quantic Dream or a Supermassive. Mm-hmm. Um, partial. I mean, part of it was because of budget, not budget, but time and mismanagement. As if you've read any of the you know the pieces about yeah. how that company fell apart, you'll know. Um, but yeah, it, it was more about, I guess, uh, basically they're like trolley problems, the games, right? It's just like, mm. what do you do this or do you do that? And how does that right. make you feel? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Um, and I've always, I like, I really enjoyed, you know, I played them in 2012 and 2013, like when The Walking Dead and The Wolf Among Us came out. And those were like really enticing experiences. Um, and so I was, I wanted to go back because... You know, I, I make videos sometimes, and I was, like, I one of the first videos I wanted to make was on The Wolf Among Us. Um, I remember, like, sitting in my basement with a camera on me, like, trying to like, kind of just improv a video script or something. I, I don't know exactly what I was doing, but I remember being down there, like, trying to have a coherent thought and then getting mm-hmm. self-conscious and not doing anything like that for years. Um, 
after that. Um, so I was like, oh, maybe I could go back and um, make a video, you know. Um, and so I like replayed the game twice recently, like to be like, a, you know, you could be the a douchebag and be a dick to everyone, or you can be really nice and um, friendly and see like what the differences are. And um, like, I kind of want to talk about how it depicts justice. Uh, because it's about a detective. The, for those who don't know, The Wolf Among Us is about fairy tale creatures, and you play the big bad wolf who is like the the detective of this town, and he figures out murders and stuff. Um, and so, I you know I found it kind of, I guess, lacking. Like, you know, there's this uh, appearance of choice right like there's those big moments where it's like slow-mo like who do you save who do you kill or whatever and it's like mm -hmm. it generally kind of amounts to not much um at the end and so i don't know if i'll make anything but i i find it interesting um that like it kind of almost doesn't have a lot to say about <laughs> like justice in the end like mm. i don't know if it has a point of view because it feels like it kind of it's for everyone. It's like, oh, if you're if you just do police brutality, like at the end, just this like neutral character is just like, well, you had to do what you had to do. But then if you're really nice, it's like, well, everyone likes you. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, that really that really says something. And maybe you don't need to say anything, but it it's at least interesting to me. So that's something that I hmm. might cover at some point. Um, so we'll see. But it's just it, it. It was like a game that I've been meaning to revisit. I like the art style. Mm -hmm. uh, I like it's got good colors. The animation is aged. All the Telltale games have like just the exact same animate. Like you can see that like they were just like they were in a box and they're like grimace and they just like copy and paste. <laughs> Everyone does the exact same facial animation and same like kind of walk cycle except for like the big monsters or whatever. Um, so that's always awkward. Um, but uh, yeah, so I had, I had an interesting time comparing the the two different playthroughs or whatever. So I just wanted to to share that, I guess. Did has anyone played The Wolf Among Us here? No. Okay. <laughs> I've I've not played any Telltale games. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I tried to play the The Walking Dead this weekend because yeah. I'm oh, a huge wow. fan of uh, Jake Rodkin and Sean Vanaman and, and like Idle Thumbs and all that. And it was very. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it was the right time for me to try to play that game because I was not feeling it. But I could see how. I mean, I remember those all having, particularly those uh, those games, having so much uh, impact at the time. People yeah. were really digging them. But like, d did you feel ultimately that you just played a piece of genre fiction where your choices didn't matter? It sounds like that's what you're saying. Like there wasn't there wasn't a lot of perspective. It didn't make you think, and you didn't feel like your choices amounted to much. Am I? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. And like, <laughs> I think it has like you know, it's something that I want to kind of like dig into and see what it could be saying. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not suit like. I think I want to take it on its own merits. I think not yeah. having your choices matter is a bummer, especially when you know there are games that are that say worse things and are uh, just bad like Detroit become human, but they do have choice. Like you do, there is a lot of ways that can go, you know, mm -hmm. or like, or the quarry, for example, you know, I mean, the quarry might be more limited than like a Detroit become human, but like, you know, you're going to find werewolves at some point. 
Um, spoilers. But, uh... <laughs> um, what was I saying? Uh, but yeah, I, I want to take it on its own merits. Choice is cool, but at least want to, you know, maybe ignore that and see what it has to say. And maybe part of it is that lying about choice is something. I don't know. It doesn't lie. I don't know. It, 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 it purports to be more meaningful in terms of its choice than it actually is. Like, you know, it's like at the beginning of every Telltale game, it's like, your choices matter. Like, make sure mm-hmm. it's yeah, like, it eh. yeah. That's just like a primer. It's just like, it's almost like, it's like acting. It's like role playing. It's like, pretend that this matters, you know, it's getting you in that mindset of uh, playing a choice, a game with meaningful choice. Yeah. Um, Tell me this. When you played it back in the day, did you yeah. feel like you were influencing the narrative meaningfully? See, I think so. And especially with like The Walking Dead, right? Like that was a big one because it's, you know, like characters dying. You know, it's like very, I literally earlier, me and my partner were playing The Walking Dead because I was just like, I, I mean, it's something we can do together and it's not hard to play. So for someone who doesn't yeah. play a lot of games, um, and it's like watching a show together, basically. And yeah, it's it, that. I don't know why. I guess just choosing if people live or die or eat food or not. It's like there's a lot of weight to it. And I think eventually I realized as you, you know, as I watched like YouTube and uh, talk to people about how games are designed or whatever. I was like, yeah, maybe there wasn't actually a lot of choice. But in the moment when you're first experiencing these kinds of games, you're like, mm-hmm. holy shit, this is insane. You know, like I'm the arbiter of these people's fates, you know? Um, yeah. And that's a that's an innocent time that I can never go back to, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah. in 2012, it was great. But that's what matters, right? Is like that the illusion was like successful, like that yes. they sold that illusion, right? But can they do it anymore, ever again? Like, yeah. I mean, you're playing it. Like, I mean, I don't know how much you played, but like, I'm sure you're like, oh, well, I'm sure if I pick the other person, it would be like they'd kill off the other one somehow or do whatever. Like, I'm sure these are thoughts going in your head, right? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I've, I've heard enough that, the, that your choices aren't meaningful in the end yeah. that I'm not, <laughs> that, that the illusion has already been spoiled by assholes for me, but if it hadn't right. been, I might've felt deeply invested in my decisions. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you don't have to spoil it. To, I guess, yeah. Spoil the idea that it's, that it's not meaningful. Or yeah. That I have agency, I guess. Right, I, I've yeah. seen the Game Maker's Toolkit video on this. It's 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 ruined. No, but <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. So I, I haven't played these games. The only ones I've played are the Super Massive games. But the Super Massive games, I guess, it's more like if you don't make the right decisions, people will die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know if that's different. But or isn't not. that somewhat true in The Walking Dead? Like, don't you actually have some choice in it, know. or or don't so, you? I mean, well, for one, your main character, if they die, that is a fail state, and you restart. In a super oh, okay. massive game, oh, if you die, I mean, generally in a, a super massive game, like you can't die yet. Like that'd be fucking lame if you're dead in two minutes. Uh, so they'll there'll be moments where it's like time to die, and you, maybe you can avoid it. Um, but you can die as a main character. Like that, the the idea is like, I mean, with Until Dawn, right? It's like you're almost playing a horror director, and it's like, do you yeah. have everyone die, or do you try and save yeah. everyone? You know, and that's what the I forget that actor's name, but the psychiatrist in that game was kind of going on about. Um, yeah, Peter Stormare. Yeah, Peter Stormare. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so it, those, I think the Supermassive games 
have more choice, but it's like they're not trying to be like this is really meaningful or like this is gonna like branch off into like different stories. It's just like can you survive the night? Like the, you know the scope or yeah. the the stakes. I mean, it's life and death. But when you're playing a horror game, you're like that's kind of normal. So it's not trying to be as yeah, some like super meaningful um, story. Yeah, it's no. just like can you can you beat it? It's almost like beating it. Yeah, it you know, it's like a. It's kind of like survival horror yeah right reminds me of exactly like, do you succeed or not mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like a night trap or whatever <laughs> basically totally. except not as fucking yeah. ridiculously hard um yeah. a more uh, user-friendly night trap um wow mm -hmm. that's i never thought about that but that's yeah yeah i never did either actually that's a cool connection <laughs> look at us fucking <laughs> analyzing god damn anyway so that's the wolf among us uh We'll see if what I can you, make anything of it. What? What do you what? guys? Th what do you guys, th guys think it is a game that does have like meaningful choice? Do you think like, like for most games, the illusion there's just the illusion of choice. But do you think there's any game that actually does a good job with that? Or I think I guess it depends Deus on like, Ex, how like mechanical games, right? Prey games where you can like oh, choose yeah. how you like complete problems i guess that's that would be my answer sorry right i, I always kind of, kind of go back to papers please i feel like papers mm. oh please yeah, was yeah like that that to me is the best implementation of your choices have consequences right and that game is like a, like three or four different endings like there's a lot that and then like it could just go wrong you just fuck up and your family dies and it's like yeah game over <laughs> so yeah that's that's actually a really good example maybe Visual novel, old Tokimeki Memorial. That's uh, the Tim Rogers cover. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tokimeki uh, Memorial. Yeah. Most, most choice in any game. Mm. Yeah. No, I think like maybe in New Vegas, there's a good amount of. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Meaningful choice in that, and like you know, the final ending, they just like, there's like, well, they do a little montage like you killed everyone and you're kind of yeah. a badass, but <laughs> you just kept that guy. Like you know, it's like it's you know. Hmm. It's not super, like, it's not like the world changes and you get to keep living in it. But at least, like, you know, there's there's a good amount of choice with how the story plays out as it goes on, you know, with all the factions right. and stuff. So that's a good, I think that's a good example. Mm. <laughs> and, yeah, immersive yeah, sims I, in general. Sorry. No, it's fine. I, I, I like the, like, narrative-heavy Bioware, all that stuff. Like, I know people criticize that a lot, but I, I think that it is meaningful. To me, like, in the moment, it feels meaningful, yeah. even if it doesn't always have a big impact on the overarching story, which I understand that criticism, and I think Mass Effect is a very fair yeah. <laughs> criticism of that game, yeah. the way that all panned out. But I guess, like, for me, I feel like if in the moment I felt like the decision I made impacted the characters in a way that... I, went along with what I wanted to have happen felt feels I mean I'm sure the Witcher does this really well as well right mm. like, that's kind of what that game's all about so I, to me it feels meaningful like whether it's like how it affects the ending or not I don't know mm -hmm. like uh like like call a Pripyat right who you bring in the end to to, to out right affects the ending like I, I thought that was cool I like yeah. that as well 
Also, Mass Effect, actually, now that I think about it, like, choosing between, was Ashley and Caden or whatever? Or is Caden? Yeah. 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 Changed the whole story for all three games. But also, it's just, you're just like, oh, no, I like both of them. Or maybe you're like, Caden sucks, let's send him to his death. But in any case, you felt felt responsible. Uh, I I like, hate, I hate both of those characters. They both suck. (laughs) Yeah, Ashley's just racist. They they do. Ashley's just racist. Ashley is is racist. Ashley is like a Fox News anchor, but like, Mm. as a character. It's funny, because like, I didn't realize that when I first played it and I played it again I'm like oh my god Ashley is deplorable yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, <laughs> but she's, she's so... like she the thing with her though is she's like a, I feel like um she she's like she's like a like a hardened military human character yeah. so like I, I it seems like fitting for her her that seems like a believable character you know right. I could see in that world having that kind of perspective especially because they had just come from a war with aliens right before that event so they were like you know they they, they had felt Mm. vulnerable or whatever yeah there, uh, there's I see, an explanation i see yeah. where sh- there's an explanation for it yeah. all right keep her alive all right next no no I, everyone. It, <laughs> I see where she's coming from but also fuck her you know what i mean like she sucks <laughs> no i did fuck her though yeah i, I got the cuts <laughs> <in>. <laughs> oh, shit. yeah oh shit uh yeah i think as long as the game can make you feel like you're in charge even if you really aren't it's it's doing it's doing its thing Right. And that's I, important. I think what Kevin said, like, if it matters to the characters, like the mm. overall plot isn't as important as like, are you interacting and learning new things about these characters and influencing how that plays out? I think that's probably more important. And what yeah. is most, like, especially with a Mass Effect, like that's that's why you play fucking Mass Effect. Who cares about the fucking story? It's yeah, it's true. I, I who agree. do I fuck? Like who when I, I think of Garrus, yeah. Um, <laughs> the first playthrough with my character was was ro- rogue what's the villainous renegade renegade right yeah. and and garris starts off with kind of a renegade he's like oh i've been working for this police force like they've been crappy like the csec like he's like i and he's like he's kind of like we should take things in our own hands to handle it and then that was how my shepherd was too so we were like aligned on that yeah but when i played through as a good character garris changes so the whole game he has this kind of like conflicted he's like oh maybe i'm not doing things right maybe we should Maybe we should be more lawful in how we handle our affairs, and like, like you could kind of see him grow, which I thought was like, wow, this is really cool. And same with how like, you could talk with the main villain of the game. I won't spoil it, but there's this cutscene cut where you talk with the main villain, and you can actually like see his perspective mm-hmm. as you play good. And I was like, whoa, I didn't even know this this side of this character existed until I played this game this way. Yeah. So I don't know. That kind of stuff to me felt meaningful. I thought that was really cool, like writing and storytelling. So. Yeah. yeah I appreciate hmm. that. Uh, aspect. That's a good perspective yeah. that I should. I'll keep that. I feel like yeah. The Wolf Among Us doesn't do it as good as like a Mass Effect, but it's also much shorter. <laughs> Smaller. I gotta play those games. I, I haven't tried them. I, the only one we played, we played over the weekend, and the it was cool. Like we didn't put that far, but like the cop was driving in the yeah. car, and remember he was like glitching out. Like it, oh like, yeah, those bugs. And I was like, is, <laughs> is it, did that happen to you? Yeah, today. Like okay. it's just like sometimes like you'll see like it's almost like they're for one frame they're t posing and then they go yeah. back yeah. and all those some shit. <laughs> Yeah. yeah that's great and then <laughs> the controller would stop working after every load so we would have to like quit to the main menu oh. and then go back in the game and then the controller would work. it was weird this is the <laughs> definitive version i don't know if that's the one y'all were playing yeah whatever's okay. on game pass i think it's the definitive Probably, like yeah. it's like the modern updated whatever that yeah, is all but... of them in one mm-hmm. yeah but it's uh, a little buggy it's a little buggy mm-hmm. uh it seems yeah. cool i don't know i'd like to spend more time with it yeah, I mean it's not long, and it's you know it's it's historical at the very least. You know, you're you're seeing a game that won Game of the Year at the game. I don't know if it was the Game Awards or whatever it was at that time, mm-hmm. but you know it was it was big. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, it was for sure. All right, uh, Orin, I'm noticing that you have not 
entered any games to talk about this week. So I'm just going to steamroll with three games. Are you okay with Go that? Go for it. Okay. Yeah. Quickly. As long as quickly. good. Skyrim. Uh, I have gone back to Skyrim. I haven't played Skyrim since 2012, since it was, you know, a new oh, game. Shit. And uh, I played it because I saw they have a survival mode that, like, heavily restricts uh, how powerful you are in the world, basically. Like, makes it so that weather affects you, you have to sleep, you have to eat, you know. Kind Is of this official? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Man. It came with the anniversary edition. Okay. Um, Sounds awful already. Yeah, <laughs> I so I, I knew what I was going to say. So it, it limits <laughs> fast travel and stuff. The, the thing that I want to talk about is, A, I think Skyrim actually holds up really well. I was surprised at how many things Skyrim does that other games don't do in terms of open world games. Like, the, you know, the the uh, the Dwemer, whatever. Dwemer. What's the name of those? I think Dwemer. Yeah. Dwemer. Dwemer yeah. Those things, Dwemer. their little caves uh, get a little boring, but like yeah. the way that every character has a name and a home, or at least every NPC, and like the kind of systems and stuff, like I think are really cool. I think playing it in survival mode gives you an experience of open world games that you don't, I don't think you get this on consoles. There's a ton of games like this on PC, but I think if you only play open world games on consoles, you're used to being basically a super demigod where you can travel anywhere, you can carry as much as you want, you can fuck everybody up. Like when I'm playing Skyrim in survival mode, I want to go north into the mountains. I'm like freezing to death. I have to like find a place to sleep like the world is extremely hostile and i think that kind of experience in open world games is more common in pc games and games like stalker and then a lot of the quote-unquote survival games but breath of the wild uh breath of the wild to a less degree but yeah you know you you can't get too cold temperatures you can't yeah but you're still kind of a god uh and you can fast travel and stuff that's true okay maybe breath of the wild gives you a little bit of that experience i don't know i, I thought that skyrim in survival mode actually was pretty fun and justified you know a, a good 20 30 hours of play for me uh another game i want to talk about is it's Hrot. it's a check early access uh game uh it is basically like slavic quake or slavic dusk it's like if quake and stalker had a child it would be this and uh the way it's being released is by chapter i kind of like this because this is what like doom did right doom put out their mm-hmm. first episode and then they and they put subsequent episodes and each episode shareware built meaningfully yeah the shareware on top of the previous episode um and had a different feel so like harot i th- I, I, I think i'm saying it right i like i had to look this up and i'm still unsure because it's like a check word but uh it the first chapter was really really strong and i got to the second chapter and it's like totally different it's like a d- different textures different enemies like like very uh it just felt like like a different chapter like in a really cool way um but like the game is really fun it has awesome ambient music uh really good level design like 90s architecture of like these old castles and buildings a lot of the places are of the first chapter are based after prague uh prague right yeah um, mm-hmm. And uh, it it it's based off real architecture and real places, and there's all this like stuff that's literally like copied from museum of like uh, Soviet uh, propaganda scattered throughout that you can see, and like little jokes. So it has it is a good sense of humor. I'm having a good time with it. I, I definitely recommend it. The other game I'm playing is Ion Fury, which is uh, basically Duke Nukem Three. What do you think? Is that yeah. accurate, Kevin? Wait, is this yeah. out already? Yeah. Yeah. When did it come Phantom out? Fury was the video that maybe that's what you're thinking of that we saw that's not out, but it came out in 2019. Oh yeah. Iron uh, Fury. Okay. Iron Fury has sprite based enemies and stuff. 
gotcha. it's a build engine game. Gotcha. It's it's another uh, retro <clears throat> boomer shooter, uh, and uh, it's extremely. I'm I'm liking it quite a bit. Uh, it's based on the build engine, so but it has these just like massive cyberpunk levels that kind of feel even better than like cyberpunk the game to me. Really good old school level design with key card hunting and all that. Um, good combat, kind of like fear, fun enemy design. I don't know, it's it's good. I like it a lot. I recommend huh. it. I might actually check that one out. The shotgun turns in, yeah. turns into a grenade launcher. It's yeah. out. It's not in early access. Yeah, the shotgun can be a grenade launcher. Uh, it's it, it's cool. it's good. It's it's weird though. So like the thing that I, I was really liking this game, and I went and looked at some reviews, and a lot of the reviews were like uh, stuck in the past, hasn't evolved, and like talking about like the evolution of the shooter. What is that like, Zach? Can I ask you when you think of the evolution of the first person shooter? What does that make you think of? Doesn't make me think of great things, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm and we've y'all have had this conversation, you know, um, going for like fucking Half Life, man. The fuck Half Life. Yeah, you really Half-Life. screwed us over, <laughs> Half Life and Halo, you <laughs> bastards. Um, I mean, what are they even like? What do people even want? I don't know. Like shooters are so diverse at this point, you know, like. Like, a Call of Duty doesn't play like a Halo, doesn't play like a Fortnite, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, all the popular mm-hmm. stuff. It's like, it, they've evolved, and they've exploded out, and we've got people who, you know, yearn for the 90s and what shooters were then. And we have people who, I don't know, I guess want... Not a lot of people play, like, sim game, like Arma and shit, but whatever. That's a type. And then, you know, Halo has its specific feel and stuff. It's like, it, it evolved... To be slow and you know be whatever call of duty was and everyone was trying to ape in the xbox 360 era and now i think we've all kind of realized we can just sort of do whatever we want unless you're making like a a battle royale game Mm. um so i just don't want to get into the actual evolution of talking about that because like that's been that's been talked about to death but this is all to say i don't know what they're talking about i don't know like why they care just played the first person shooters that you like like it's yeah not that we're stuck in the past is that that's a design style that people liked and it has changed and we want to get back to that and hopefully iterate upon it maybe maybe ion fury doesn't add anything i don't know and if it didn't i wouldn't really care but like mm-hmm. um if it is stuck in the past that's fine there's a lot of games that are hearkening to previous eras there's like minimalist games are fun platformers are still fun like what mm-hmm. what, is, what the fuck is a platformer now that's different from like you know super mario bros i guess like celeste as kevin showed us the cover earlier you know it's like super quick oh, deaths yeah. and stuff like that yeah he's selling his expensive copy uh, oh yeah yeah that's right. if he wants to buy celeste let me know i have it in mint condition yeah <laughs> Going for 200 <laughs> yeah yeah well uh, sorry to ask you the open-ended question but uh, yeah like I, I don't know i just find that a weird criticism is it, it not evolved but i i do i like this game i think the thing that this that makes this game really juicy for me is i'll have these moments where i'll get lost and it'll yeah. last like five minutes right like i'll be like okay i gotta get lost and i have to like solve a problem to get unstuck and like i can always find the solution and it's like i like uh having a little bit of you know like cognitive responsibility in my progression hmm. yeah i was playing proteus when when we did that podcast episode 
and there was a time where I did just get stuck, and I wasn't that happy. Mm. Um, I but I'm just kind of dumb, so I get frustrated. <laughs> but I understand, yeah, it's not like waypoints and like hyper linear, you know, um, like the the older style games aren't like that. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think, what are like popular shooters now? I guess just Call of Duty. Like, what's a popular shooter? That's well, Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal. I mean, I, I think like, but like that's like old style, right? I mean, but, you know, obviously but that would be how it evolved, right? Like, it takes the yeah. old stuff and then it iterates on it in new ways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can we just say one thing? Yeah. Can I just like say a word here? Sure. I'm sorry. I just can we just I just want to like address the premise. I think the premise is loaded in there. Uh -huh. I say the word evolve. I think yeah. it's just wrong. Like how it's changed because involved implies iteration for the better mm -hmm. or newer. But, but I think that there's something missed when you change. Like, I think if you ask me what's a perfect game, I would say Doom 1983. Right. I don't I think the design of that, like it knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. I think a lot of games that came after it and cloned it missed a lot of what made that game amazing, even still now. It's like so I think the word evolve, I think, is just like missing, missing the point. It's like. How did this game? How how did games change? And what what did we miss? What did we what did we gain? Mm -hmm. But I don't think they became better or worse. Yeah, just they different. Just became different. Right. Right. That, that's. Thank you for, for uh, consolidating the scrambled fucking thoughts I had. <laughs> that was perfect. Thank you. Good. Well, here's a, here's a question. Whatever happened to the stealth action first person shooter? I feel like that's like, like the whole thing of sneaking up behind a dude and Goldeneye and doing a little headshot i feel like that's gone I, the only game i can think Death of loop no fuck you. <laughs> no. you can sneak you can sneak but it's not the same i don't wow. know i i feel uh, like maybe that? hitman i think hitman's hitman, the closest yeah. but it's not a but it's not a first person shooter. the only other game that does that is perfect dark Right. Well, yeah. Oh, what about Wolfenstein? <laughs> like you know, I'm like, well, I'm uh. actually Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein is oh, the yeah. Uh, golden eye. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought the Wolfenstein was the golden eye sequel because you could even dual wield all the guns. That's true. Golden Wolfenstein's probably the closest, but it, it's probably it still just feels like it doesn't exist anymore. Like that type of like I see boomer shooters coming back because yeah. Doom 2016 was super popular. Call of Duty obviously isn't going away, but the whole like gameplay loop of not being seen. And like peeking over and just headshotting dudes and then hiding back into cover, I feel like you just don't see that as much anymore. Even the new Far Cry games like are mm. getting away from that completely. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm sad. Bring it back. Bring it back. I think Wolfenstein is the only the only one that does that. Probably. That's the only one that I can think of. Yeah. Other than like immersive sims that are more dedicated stealth games, I think there's always yeah. a tension between action and stealth because if you can be active, why do you need to be stealthy? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, but like, like it's just even... time. Like it's just a time investment to be stealthy when it's like, oh, yeah. I can just do the the objective in less time. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Unless you have some the... moral qualms with killing. Well, like I guess. Well, what makes Goldeneye and Perfect Dark in interesting is because. It's not so much stealth versus shooting. It's more like being quick enough where you can kind of surprise your enemies oh, and shoot okay. them before they can even know you're there. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like there's like three guys in a room. You go in there with your silence pistol. You just quickly pew, pew, pew. like I, I don't think you see that type of stealth action anymore, really, at all. Yeah. Outside like, of Wolfenstein. Do you think that fear have some of that, even though obviously you're not? actually stealthy it's more about like response time like popping around a corner quickly killing people 
No, because I don't think fear has he fear doesn't really have headshots, does it? Yeah, it does. I, it does. Yeah, with it the does. rail gun or nail gun or whatever. Definitely has headshots. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that that would probably be. I feel like that's a really important part. Is it has to have a headshot like that you can do with one bullet. Um, I think. I don't think really you important. can. Can you just one shot every do? You know, in in fear. Like I feel like they've got more health than that. Yeah, that's what there's I no thought. gun. Yeah, that is silent in that game. Yeah, I mean, once you're shooting, there it's yeah, on. Yeah, right. But you can run in and slow down time, and you could theoretically yeah. kill everybody before they had time to react. But yeah, I guess right. I'm just wondering if if like some of that is in this sort of like blood fear uh, DNA, where you're like it's it's not necessarily stealth, but like getting the drop, mm. or are you just yeah. thinking stealth. Like, well, like I mean, like you could do it in Wolfenstein. Like Wolfenstein, for the most part, especially like on the New Order. New Order, you can play through that whole game just with your knife and your silence pistol. Oh, no one lives forever. Too actually, no one, no one lives forever. But yeah, that's like it. that's it's like the nineties. Yeah, that's well, like late nineties, early 2000s. early early two thousands. But yeah, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I guess I'm just pining for that because we talk about the evolution of the first person shooter. And it just kind of seems like certain genres just completely die out. And uh, I think right now there's the two extremes. There's the, the you know, the um, atavistic going back to the boomer shooter, going back to the 90s. And yeah. then there's the, uh, it's a cinematic experience. Like mm, right. you're, you're walking and listening to people like in Half-Life, but... Or it's an open world. It's a multiplayer game. Or, or, yeah, or it's a looter shooter. Or it's a looter Oof. shooter. <laughs> yeah. Worst worst possible world. It just yeah. seems like there's like three types of games being made in the first person genre right now. And it's a little boring. I, I kind of want to. That's why I loved Power Wash Simulator so much. It was like, yeah. oh, different. That's cool. I don't know. You could take out yeah. like three cars in like under two seconds. It was great. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, stealth cleaning. Uh, yeah. Do you guys know what happened 25 years ago on this very day? 25? Tw- 25 um, years ago on this exact day. Your first kiss. No. Okay. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid came out. Uh, no, that's that, it's, that was later in the year. But close. Actually, it is the 25th anniversary. 25 years ago. Uh, 25 years ago, on this day, Resident Evil 2 was released to the Ooh, world. Sure. Oh, my God. That's like the other. I was going to guess that, but I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 <laughs> I didn't know you were doing a segue, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty that awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, okay, I applaud you, Aaron. Happy 25th. That's, that was impressive. <laughs> Zach, uh, I understand you weren't playing that version of the game. You were playing the uh, the remake. But tell yeah. us about it. So recently in uh, in Chicagoland area, we had a really cold day, mm. and uh, my work was closed because of it. And the last time this happened, when there was a polar vortex, uh, I think in twenty nineteen or tw- oh. I think it was twenty nineteen. I don't know if that sounds correct to you, Oren. Um, but. Uh, it was really freaking cold, and I was playing Resident Evil 2, the original, for the first time. And I'm, like, in my parents' basement, like, cuddled up with a big blanket, and I'm playing Resident Evil 2. And it's just for, it's kind of nostalgic. So another cold day happens, and I was like, you know what? I kind of want to recreate that day. So I mm-hmm. was replaying Resident Evil 2 Remake just because, you know, I bought it on PC, and I had not played it on PC yet. Like, I rented it on PS4 the last time I played it. I don't know when that was. Um, 
So I I played that game, and uh, it's a it's a fun game. I think we all know that. Um, I mean, that's why we're having like a horror game talk in like five minutes. Um, but I guess I just some stray thoughts. I just wrote down some stray thoughts about the game because like we you know we all know the game. Um, mm -hmm. I really I don't know if anyone feels this. I know, well, I'm sure Kevin does because he's been playing three how much, but like. I just love how the characters feel like to walk around with and like shoot guns in these games. Like it's, I don't know. I just, I like dreamed about it last night. I was <laughs> just like, just like the, the specific walk animations and like, it, it almost has like, it's like what GTA like would like to do or it's like has weight to the characters, but they, they're, they're like, they have like such instant feedback, but like the way they're animated has like some weight to them. I really like looking at my character run and like and like when you're hurt, like holding your side and kind of limping, like I like seeing that. I don't know why. Um, I totally agree with you. Yeah, and the GTA analogy is perfect. I could not agree more. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, mm -hmm. GTA has its place, but obviously those are like hefty boys. Um, yes. So it's like it, it would, yeah, it, it recreates that style while still being a fun action game. You know, two is not trying to be super action packed, but in any case. Um, so yeah, I was just appreciating that for a while. Um, how do we feel about the first William Birkin fight? Like, I think that shit's annoying. Um, a little, like, a little I'm just running in a circle and like getting pot shots on the eyeball every, you know, mm. chance I can kind of get, um, and playing on hardcore. It was really, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a lot. Like, I did, did you beat him? I did. Yeah. I beat, I just no, beat, job. I beat, uh, I've beaten both campaigns on hardcore. I just beat Leon's, which would be my would be the second version, um, last night at like two a.m. Um, oh. But yeah, William Brick and I, and I kind of realized he's almost like a wall character. Like he like you need specific amount of supplies. Like you need a certain amount of bullets. You need to get a uh, ammo pack. Like I didn't have that going in, and I realized like oh I'm I'm screwed. Like I need to do some scavenging, which on the second playthrough is hard because mr x is there and like so i have to like think about like okay i got it around him i gotta do this circuit i gotta make sure i can run through these places get the bullets come back put what i have go run out get the supplies again um so I think when i when i play when i play resident evil 2 and i replay it i try to get all of the resources that i could possibly get before yeah. he shows up you know, oh, like yeah. I, comb, I comb every yeah. area that like, cause I'm like, I know when yeah. I get to the crashed the helicopter. helicopter, he's mm -hmm. going to show up, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> After, yeah, I've, I mean, I played, I played it through four times, I guess, technically, you know, Claire, normal, Leon, normal, Claire, hardcore, Leon, hardcore. So yeah, I'm definitely in that minds, mindset now. I'm like, I know the triggers. Right. I know like after, once you go down to the observation room, Mr. X won't come. It's okay. That would be mean. There's a very tight hallway. <laughs> if he right. uh, came down there when, like, the the door with the clover and the heart and the liquor jumps through the window or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, I guess something I'll say about Mr. X. I, I, I think knowing what he is now, he can be kind <laughs> of tedious and annoying. Like, it's just, I'm just like, fuck. I gotta just get him off my tail so i just like end up like doing the same loop over and over again to be like all right, i need to go to the library let's run off to the to the east wing 
do a circle down from downstairs upstairs. All right, put the thing in. All right, he's coming. Let's do it again. You know, um, so at this point, you know, first time through is obviously important, and like he's a very good villain in that sense. But after a while, after mastering it, it becomes kind of just like, like it just adds a little more time, which can be <laughs> a little annoying. I don't know if anyone agrees with that assessment. Yeah, I do. Okay, I feel that way. Yeah, I think I think I that might. Rex, but I feel it's to be yeah. It's like the one that hurts the replay is having to deal with them again. Yeah. Like, it's not, yeah. like, fun. It's just, like, oh, this is just going to add time now, you know? Yeah. And, like, TDM of, like, waiting for him to walk away. Right. I think that's yeah. what keeps me from replaying it, like Kevin said. Like, I've replayed Resident Evil 2 Remake a billion, like, I don't know, seven or eight times yeah. at this point. But, yeah, I'm not a fan of having to do Mr. X again. But, yeah, like, it's I so think that's the re... That's the reason why Resident Evil 3 Remake is sometimes more enticing to play, because it's like, I don't have to deal with that shit, you know? Yeah, like, Nemesis <laughs> is like, here is the moment with Nemesis, you know? It's not like, yeah. for like a long, extended period of time. Right. It's like, alright, here's the battle, you know, and you know how to deal with it, and then it's done. Um, right. And you can dodge the attacks if you want. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah. If you had had that for William Birkin, it would have been much easier. Oh my god. <laughs> the boss yeah. fights, oh. Like the w- every time I, I'm on that fight on hardcore right now, and I keep yeah. pressing right bumper every time he swings at me, and I'm like, oh god damn yeah. it! <laughs> <laughs> I can't dodge. Yeah, I can't dodge. I'm not Jill. Like when you're in the the sewer, and like you're you have to like have the the big storage container hit him, like with Leon oh, just yeah. now. Like oh my! Like I I mean I beat it quickly because I know what I'm doing, but it was just like oh god! Like uh, like he's just swinging and he like lunges a lot and. I was getting my ass. I was mad. Get my ass handed to me. Um, yeah, but I figured it out. It's a great game, but but like I definitely like pick at its flaws. I think a little bit more these days, just because. It's because you've seen it all. You know how many yeah. times? Like you're yeah. gonna, <laughs> you're gonna notice it once you see how the clock works. You know, you can see all the the mechanisms. Right. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about? Um, how they don't really attempt to make storylines A and B make sense with each other. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't. They just were like, ah, oh, we're not yeah. doing it. <laughs> I kind of like it. You kind of like it. Because uh, that's how it was in in the original Resident Evil as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, well, who saved who? Saved who? Did Chris save Jill or did Jill save Chris? I don't know. What happened there? Or did, did they even get them out? Did they get the passcodes to even save Chris or Jill? Or did they get stuck in the lab when they... <laughs> blows up like it's like i don't know so i, I kind of like that there's no canon uh yeah, yeah. version yeah of the it's story. like rashomon come on i, I don't right. need a canon story as long as i know that something happened that was cool i just <laughs> I think it's funny idea. like who's the who's that uh scientist you find like the birkin like not that yeah she like Annette. she like dies like three times i feel like if you <laughs> if you if you look at the continuity like that she just dies multiple mm-hmm. times like oh yeah. comes back it's also too it's like oh well what's with with the remake and the original now it's like well there's like multiple stories there's like what eight different permutations of that story now right yeah 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 <laughs> yeah but zach do you overall still like it good oh yeah yeah no i mean it's it's a it's a great game it's just yeah there's just little as as i've sort of not mastered it, mastered it, but you know, I've beaten it on hardcore. I think I know it pretty well at this point. 
you know, I just good saw. job on that. I haven't even done that yet. Oh okay. well, thank you. I mean, you'll you'll do it. It's yeah. you know. It's Wait, you haven't you haven't been there? Dude, William Birkin is a brick wall. He's hard. He is. I, I, yeah. I think I don't have enough ammo. I may have to start over because I, I every time I get to that fight, I, I run out of ammo in the fight, and then I go get scared with the ammo in the arena, and I shoot it all in the eye, and then I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. Knife him. I, well, I, I think that I, mean, I think there's actually, an exploit. Yeah. There's actually an exploit that I saw from a speedrunner who just knifed him to death. Like I think if, yeah, if okay. you hug like his right side or something, and you just keep doing it, mm. you can kill him. That's what I. Okay. That's what I did. I didn't knife him the entire time. What you can do is knife him a bunch, and then he'll grab you, and then you use your knife to defend yourself. If you have three right. knives, you like completely knock him out. Mm. Um, right. I still use my guns because I think I ran out of knives, but that is a strategy. Hmm. Um, hmm. No, yeah, okay. you can do it. I believe in you. Because if Today? I can do it, then anyone can. I'm gonna go do it. Is, is Resident <laughs> Evil 2 remake the only game to do that, where you get grabbed and you can stab them back? Has there been another Resident Evil recent? Because I don't remember that being in Village. Was it? No. Uh, remake. No, not in Village. It's, it's from remake. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was gonna say Evil Within 2 with the bottles, but that's not. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have them with the bottle. It's so it's yeah. weird because I always thought they should should have brought that mechanic back because I thought it added to the strategy, but. Yeah. It it's one of the village. coolest parts of remake, I think. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Resident Evil Two did, remake, pretty good. Did anyone play the bonus modes? Or yeah. Did I did. Do we like yeah, those? Yeah, yeah. They're they're too hard. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> they're like yeah. trying to be action games, and it's like this is not what this is, and I don't want to learn it. I'm too lazy. <laughs> I really appreciate that they made Force Survivor with Hunk because I didn't think they would. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think it's awesome, but God, it's just so difficult. Yeah, like, I, I, be, I, I beat, I beat the Hunk. Time. I beat the Hunk. I did not beat the other ones. Mm. The tofu ones? No, not the tofu ones. The DLC one, the Survivor. The DLC. Those are Those so, are so hard. difficult. They're so yeah. hard. I know. Those are made for like speedrunner pros. Yeah. Pretty much. Which I'm not. And I was like, if I'm just watch someone do it and recreate that, like I don't. That's not that interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't need to. Yeah recreate a perfect performance i'll just watch it and go on with my life yeah, yeah and, i would have, I would have yeah. rather have had uh mercenaries yeah yeah i, I agree yeah. still awesome though yeah but i'll, I'll leave it at that <laughs> all right uh i dig it i think it's the last uh real like truly survival horror game that that company has made mm-hmm. Yeah, which uh, we'll see if they yeah. return to that kind of like Metroidvania, you know, conflict avoidance puzzle heavy gameplay in the future or not. Probably not, but who knows? Could be. Could go. Devil May Cry Six. Devil May Cry Six. Combat combat avoidance. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Get an uh, S rank when you don't touch anything. That <laughs> would be actually. That would be so ironic if yeah, they right. made Devil May Cry as a Resident Evil. That would be like the inverse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty uh, that would be kind of cool, actually. Do you guys want to hear something sad? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I remember really liking Devil May Cry Five when it came out in 2019. Like I yeah, liked I it a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, I tried replaying it like a month ago, and I just wasn't. I just wasn't feeling it. Wow. I, just, I think I lost it. I think I lost the uh, love of Devil May Cry. I just got kind of bored. Hmm. Oh well. Oh well, well, I guess. Fr- did from you soft. completely start over without any of your weapons that you got? Yeah, I completely started over, but I think it was just, 
I just wasn't enjoying like the combat. And then right after that, I play booted up Dark Souls three, and I was like, okay, oh, this okay. is what this is what I want. This Maybe that's just what your brain is on Dark Souls. But I feel like yeah. those, like like I was playing Bayonetta recently. I'm sorry to to delay our conversation. I just want to say playing Bayonetta and having to start over with nothing is really annoying. Um, sure. I want to have all this unlocks and like because there's yeah. moves that you don't have and that are like pretty necessary. So right. I don't know if that was it, yeah. but I feel like that could have potentially made it less enticing to replay. Yeah, having to start over. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe I should try it again. But yeah, I just uh, the same thing happened with me last year with Metro Exodus. It was like another game that I loved, mm. and I tried replaying it, and I was like, oh, "This just ain't it." Like I, I just feel like sometimes maybe I'm just not in the right mindset, or maybe maybe they're just not for me anymore. I, I don't know. It's weird. I think it's the mindset because it's quick quick diversion. I have been trying to play Bloodborne all month and just not not vibing with it and i think it's not that there's nothing wrong with the game it's just like i'm just not in the headspace to play a FromSoft game right now yeah sure. and uh hmm. yeah. yeah i've been on FromSoft brain ever since i played elden ring this year i've just been craving it i don't know what it is hmm. inject yeah, that shit into my veins demon ever souls since i played uh Dark Souls one in 2012. I think it's just <laughs> yeah, it's been rewired. <laughs> it just changed my my mind. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. All right, Oren. But what do you have to say about the motherfucking topic of the week? Um. Oh yeah, we have this thing. This be a fun one. Well, here's the thing. I was talking What's... to Aaron. Uh huh. And, and Aaron was like, "I was what did he like, say?" Well, I said that maybe we should do like a most anticipated games of 2023 topic of the week. And then Aaron, Ooh. Aaron said, no, we're not some shill uh, corporation <laughs> podcast company for Microsoft <laughs> hyping up games. We're not doing that bullshit anymore. Wait, we aren't. No, we're not. We're, we're rebranding no. this year. So we decided to throw that, that out the window. Wow. And what an asshole that Aaron dismissive, I think, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, he's right at the end of the day, because we're, we're really all about the horror, right? So we decided we're going to keep this uh, game of the year st- list making streak going, and we're going to figure out the Jump Crouch top five mm. horror games for the site, in our okay. opinion. Ooh. Editorial selection. And the, and the only parameters are, like, what we feel are great horror games it's not necessarily survival horror it could just be like a game that scared us it could be like a proper horror game whatever we're just trying to figure out what the site top five is for best horror games ever Mm. made and we're each going to present our personal top fives top fives and then after that we're going to figure out the collective top five all right okay uh, and then Zach and I can briefly talk about horror moments and non-horror games. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. That'll oh yeah, yeah. I like that. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I have a few that come to mind. So can we lead in with that? Actually, yes. Can we lead in with that, and then we can let's go. start with that. That seems like sure. a good. Okay. Okay. So uh, Zach, you want to go first? Um, sure. I want. I want to see because <laughs> I don't want to interrupt yours. I think it'd be better if you go first. Yeah. I mean, I'll do Zach, it. I'll okay. do it quick. So um, no, it's no problem. No rush. And I think. I think Kevin, you were saying like this, like some of the stuff was when you were a kid, and like this first one, yeah. I put uh, Half Life's Resonance Cascade as a five-year-old. Um, oh, yeah. So <laughs> I was born in '95, 
Half-Life comes out in 98, and my dad was building PCs at that time. So once it was, I guess, 2000, I was conscious enough to see him play it. And, like, I don't know, that moment, just the overwhelmingness of, like, what the fuck is going on? Everything's being destroyed. Like, that was crazy. I would always play the game up to that point, and then I'd get to, like, my first head grab, and I'd be sad and stop <laughs> playing the game. Um, but so Half-Life's Resonance Cascade, Half-Life in general was very uh, a a tense, scary kind of game for a young version of me. Um, another one, Gone Home, um, just the, the tension oh. in the house and being like, is this a horror game? Did bad shit go on? Obviously, spoilers, no. But like, as you're playing wow. it, you're like, this is kind of, I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played it. I'm playing okay. Played it. Um, but yeah, I, I really like how that game kind of plays with the tension there in it. And it, it was effective to me. Um, Max Payne. Before you get to Max Payne, before you get to Max Payne, I want to talk about Gone Home. One of the biggest jump scares I had in that game, there was uh -huh. a moment where I was uh, like looking at something in a room and I stopped reading something and then the light bulb on the ceiling went out. It just Oh, did? Went... Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. And that was I think it I think it it could happen, but it's I, I think it's immersive. It doesn't actually always happen, huh. but it scared the mm. shit out of me when yeah. I played that game. Oh my god. Anyway, gone home. See? Gone <laughs> home. <laughs> Yeah, so Max Payne, the baby, is that what you're going to talk about? Baby, dude. Yeah, the baby, yeah. <laughs> Blood trail. I mean, now, playing it now, it's like, oh, this is just an annoying platforming moment. But yeah, as a seven-year-old <laughs> playing that, that was that was scary and gave me nightmares. Um, Jesus definitely. Christ. Wow. Outer Wilds is like... I guess almost a cosmic horror kind of game, you know. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of a lot of scale involved in terms of you know spaces, scary. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything specific for anyone listening, but there's some, uh, uh, some I moments. guess, yeah, there's some moments in there. So that one is it sneaks in. It, they do a good job yeah. with that. I would not expect that at all. Right. With that game. It's such a twee yeah. happy game. And it's like actually, fuck you. What's that? Yeah, a bunch of blue oh, people whoa, roasting Wait, wait, well, no spoilers. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Well, what? I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say two words, okay? Dark bramble. Exactly. Right. Right. Okay. okay. I right. mean, there's another moment that also gives me fear, but yeah, that's the yeah. big one. Um, yeah. Next, uh, I'll say portal. Uh, when you find the rooms behind the walls, like it's not like super scary, mm -hmm. but it's like, oh, what's what's mm -hmm. happening? You know, just a reveal of something of a dark truth. It was like kind of like eerie, you know. I mean, it changed how the game felt. Uh, from that point on. Mm -hmm. And then uh, lastly, I have uh, Undertale, when Flowey reveals themselves to be evil. I don't know if anyone here has played <laughs> Undertale, but I that, 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 that's just fucking dark. And then, like, the boss fight that happens, like, that was, that's a, that's intense, mm -hmm. you know. Um, the game ends happy, but, and, and bittersweet, but, yeah, that moment was, was a lot. So those are my scary moments in non-scary games. I'm sure there's more, but those are what I could come up with today in, like, an hour. Mm. <laughs> Those are good ones. Well, thank you. I like it. I, the Resonance Cascade, I remember, like, definitely. I remember, I remember uh, Gabe Newell saying that, to him, uh, a scary story is always when things start off normal, and then they become strange. Yeah. That's what he thinks is, is true horror. So. And it worked. Yeah. What are yours? Uh, Warren, do you want to go? Oh. Or should I do mine? You could go. Okay. So uh, my first one is Ocarina of Time's Bottom of the Well. Uh, there's mm -hmm. this boss that you fight in the bottom of the well in Ocarina of Time that is this weird, and it's N64 graphics, so it's very hard to make out what it is, but it's a weird just creature with a giant mouth, and uh, these hands come to the ground and grab you, and then it comes up and bites you. Yeah. 
So it's kind of like this undead zombie, bloody zombie thing. But it's it's kind of formless and cartoony in a creepy way. So uh, dead hand from that. Uh, the next one is from Majora's Mask. Um, Majora's Mask is an area called the Stockpot Inn. And in one of the areas, there's like a bathroom. It's just like a wooden spot with a slit. And if you go in at a certain time of day, this hand comes out, just an arm, that's it. And yeah. it's like, paper, please. And it asks you for paper. And he goes, ah! <laughs> you make that oh sound when you God. talk to him. Um, very reminiscent of the uh, pot nobles in Sekiro, if you remember those Oh, guys. yeah, yeah. Um, it's almost the exact same design. And apparently the, the, those, are, I think, are both influenced by this uh, Japanese ghost story of people sitting on the toilet and hands grabbing them and pulling them oh, in. Oh, God. That's like, Kurt and Shigeru Miyamoto are very scary, he says. <laughs> That's his direct quote about the, uh, that, that thing. Um, the other, and honestly, for me, probably the most infamous on this whole entire list that I made is the Dianoga monsters in Dark Forces and Shadows of the Empire. In the sewers mm. level of these games, there's these creatures that come out of the water and attack you at the sewers. And uh, honestly, just being a child playing Dark Forces and, and Shadows of the Empire, both of them, the sewer levels were just filled with utter dread for me. Like that <laughs> oh is like, my just, God, the Shadows God, of the Empire like, I, sewer levels. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. The sewer level trauma. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I think that, that set up just years of, of fear of water and liquids for me. Honestly, that's like one of the scariest moments for me as a kid. I was <laughs> just playing that level. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites is uh, Metal Gear Solid 1. There's a part where you ride this freight elevator, and when you get on it, it's like, oh, weight limit is yeah. 500 pounds. And yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, it's like, okay, interesting. So you ride it a couple times, and you, you go on another time, and it's like, freight limit at 500 pounds. Like, it's hit the limit, and you're like, you're alone. And it's like, what the hell? Why is the freight limit at 500 pounds? Like, I'm Snake Limit was like 100 pounds. So Otacon calls him. He's like, Snake, four of the stealth camo things are missing. I don't know where they are. Someone must have taken them. And, and his snake's like, what? And then he, then he realized it's like, oh, my God, there's four guys on the elevator with me right now, and they're all stealth camouflaged. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they're like, so too late, snake. And they all, like, they all attack you and try and kill you. That, oh, that was wow. like, oh, my God. That was so tense. And Otacon's face zooms yeah. in on the um, codec. <laughs> yeah. In a kind of honestly comical way now. Right. But, man, as a kid, that was scary. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, that's so good. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just the whole Andros fight in Star Fox 64 as a kid, like just the creepy monkey face. He has this very unsettling sounds that he makes when he talks to you. Right. Um, uh, and I also wanted to mention, speaking of Metal Gear, it's not really so much scary, but it's unsettling. The entire Arsenal Gear part of Metal Gear Solid 2 oh, yeah. is just such a Ooh. surreal head trip. Like, Colonel becomes so... Mm-hmm. Like, he's, Colonel's like your voice of reason, and suddenly he's just, like, insane and just saying crazy... Stuff. And the skull, and like when like, he gets that skull face, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the music man. is very haunting, weird choirs yeah. in that part of the game. And it was very unexpected. Um, my, I'm almost done here. Uh, <laughs> next is the Night Folk in Red Dead 2. Like, when you're in Red oh, Dead yeah, 2 yeah, and yeah. you're just kind of exploring the um, the bayou area, and suddenly, like, this creature runs at you and all four people. It's actually a person, but it doesn't look like it. It just attacks you. It's like, what the hell? Like, it was so unexpected. And it really made me want to just explore that area more. Just, like, see, what was this? Who what were these people that come out at night and attack you? Um, and my last one is just Doki Doki Literature Club as a game. Okay. So yeah. I won't, I'm, this is the end. I won't, I won't even mention what it is. But if you haven't played that game, it's worth, it's worth your time. I feel like that's a proper a horror one. game, though. Right. Yeah. It probably yeah. is. It's on our list. Like, it's, pres- it's on the list. <laughs> it's, present- it's true. Its presentation doesn't feel like one yeah. for a long time. So, yeah. Right. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So, so I actually did not make really a list for this. Uh, yeah, scary moments in non-horror games. But 
No problem. One was- really comes to mind that jumped from the recesses of my childhood, recesses of my memory, and that was um, the shark in Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, every, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every time you enter the water. Waiting for someone to bring up a rare game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that scared me so much as a kid. And, uh, yeah, just like water stuff like in video games in general scared me. So, you know, Shadows yeah. of the Empire, Dark Forces, those uh, sewer monsters. Like, I don't think I ever finished those games because of those segments. Like, they were just so terrifying to me. And also, going off of Shadows of the Empire, the... Um, giant snow monsters from like the second they took like a hundred hits to kill and they were just so formidable and i just could never the mix on their audio attacks is very loud it's very like (laughs) it's just really loud i remember it was really like oh my god it was like startlingly loud playing it i know it was it's just a lot of those n64 games i feel like especially aaron said rareware rareware has like a lot of those like in banjo kazooie banjo tooie just like weird ass horror that is not really geared for kids and actually may have been the reason why i didn't finish a lot of rareware games because of that (laughs) um yeah and uh yeah conquer's bad fur day is uh you know the whole uh bram stoker's dracula coppola segment (laughs) which is funny because we've been talking about that in the discord but that segment mm-hmm. was really terrifying even though it's you know not a kid's game but that's another one that comes to mind um, but yeah that's what i got i don't know if aaron you have any that come to mind i don't have any moments i, I was gonna say as like an honorable mention player unknowns battlegrounds which is not a horror game but mm-hmm. like probably the game that i felt the most tension in like yeah fear and probably any video game i've ever played was in PUBG. Uh, and then the other one, which is a horror game, but I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say it yet, but it's not, it didn't quite make my list, but like playing doom in 1993 time has erased how much of a horror game that is. Now it's like an arcadey kind of cheesy looking game. But like in 1993, it was like a portal to hell. So like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was scary and like evil and it was Gore. upsetting guys yeah the little and, noise yeah. that the pile of jibs made was like oh it made me kind of feel nauseous i was like i need to go like for a walk and think about nice things and pray to jesus uh, i mean one of its main <laughs> design tenants is called a monster closet that's mm-hmm. a horror mm-hmm. game you know what i mean <laughs> yeah or what about like uh return to, to castle wolfenstein that came at some pretty yeah. early ass that's on the list that's on um, the list <laughs> I, I i don't know if i would call it like a horror game though yeah. it's, but it's, but like it has some scary ass stuff. So yeah. the X Labs level yeah. with the Loper enemies, the like Frankenstein's monster enemies that come out. Yeah. They kind of like they like fr- get free and kill all the scientists. That level was definitely, yeah, and the zombies too. Well, there was one moment in the game that scared the shit out of me where um, that Nazi woman is conjuring some demon, and then like you hear off screen her being mutilated to death. And you're like, what the mm-hmm. fuck killed her? And then when you mm-hmm. go to look for her, a giant demon like attacks you. And then when you yeah. go to the place where she was later, you just see a bunch of limbs on the floor. And mm-hmm. I that that scared me so much when yeah. I was a teenager. It's, uh, it's Helga von Schnapps, and yeah. she's also in um, she's in uh, Old Blood. Oh, they really? retold that story yeah. in Old Blood. Oh right, yeah. right. The same the same event even happens. Yeah. Yeah. Old Blood. I, that's I, I thought a good it was scary in Return. That is a good game. I thought it was actually scarier in um, in in Return to Castle though than in Old Blood. It was much more of a horror segment in Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Yeah, 
Return to Castle Wolfenstein, like, yeah, that kind of fucked with me when I was 12. <laughs> that was a tough game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the beach level. Uh, I just played the multiplayer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the campaign's pretty fun. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Uh, all right. So how should we do this? And by how should we do this, I mean we're going to go Zach, Oren, Kevin, Aaron, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, rotating. Yeah, that yeah, sounds okay. good. Let's sounds do it. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Works for me. It was like the all movies right. that you just did with, with Nick. Yeah. Yeah. So Zach goes oh, first. Go what first. is God what is your you gotta go first. what is your fifth favorite horror <sighs> game of all time? Yeah, this or list your, was oh man, yeah. my list was hard too. Well, this was hard. Yeah, and I honestly it was impossible. I'm shifting it around right now <laughs> as we speak, so it's so yeah. I know I like want to make edits, but I'm just like you know what this is just what I gotta do. So how should we do? Should we say like our favorites? These are our personal yeah 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 personal games. picks. Yeah yeah, yeah. that fit the sort of horror. Well, I guess you could say what horror means to you if you want, but yeah, like fits what horror means to us, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I haven't I think I haven't played as many horror games as probably y'all. Like I'm I'm pretty new, honestly, to even like Resident Evil. Like Resident Evil Four, I played in like 2017. You know, I was oh, I was sure. an ah, old ah. man at that point. Um, no, mm-hmm. but like because I was always so scared of horror games, but now as I've grown up, I'm like, oh, I can beat games. I'm not bad. And I can, you know, get over my fear. Um, mm-hmm. I only beat Amnesia: The Dark Descent a couple years ago with a friend. Um, that took a lot of effort. But anyway, so my list was more hard because I'm like, I like a lot of horror games that aren't like super like, you know, these are like really scary games. You know, these are just like horror themed. Some of them, a good amount of them. Um, but my number five to, you know, to get on with it, uh, I put Phasmophobia because um it's you know it's sort of a recency bias i guess but it's a game that like still gives me you know spooks like if i'm if i'm alone like when when all of your teammates have died and you're the last person i'm like i'm fucking out of here i'm not figuring out anything like i'm not even gonna attempt to figure out what this ghost is we're just guessing just guess i'm going in the truck right now um that game still (laughs) freaks me out just like walking into a house and like the the ambience of the house noise is like so mm-hmm. like all encompassing it's just yeah phasmophobia really it, it works for me um and it's also like a fun game besides that but in terms of horror it actually works uh for me and i've not played even on the harder difficulties so i don't even know the full extent of how uh how hard it can be how scary it can be so that's my number five on to whoever's next. Thank you. <laughs> Oren? That, first of all, that's a great choice. I've played Phasmophobia yeah. before, and that game is really fun. Yeah. <laughs> that game I like is really the like, role-playing element of it. It's like a role-playing, like, like it's like, it's like it evokes some of the pen and paper role-playing elements into like a video game, which I think is pretty cool with your friends. Yeah. Uh, also, it's just really scary being in a room and you're just saying the name of the ghost. Like, <laughs> exactly. Alice. Alice. Because you're because you're like scaring yourself, right? right. Like, you're like building the tension up yourself, yeah. And like you have to go into rooms alone, and it's like, all right, I have to close the door. It's my turn. And then you're yeah, just yeah. with a speaker box that's like fizzling, like, and that says, <laughs> "I'm gonna kill you." And you're like, "Oh god." So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know if I want to do this. You gotta. This is, this is terrible. You got this, Oren. Ma- I know. Make it real. Five is. 
The number is too low. Five is too low. Whoever chose five, <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> this is, uh, I, well, I was going to say ten, but you know what? Fuck it. We're doing five. We're doing five. We're yeah. doing it live. Be decisive. Be decisive. I'm going to go with Dead Space. It's what? number five. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the reason why I'm going to celebrate Dead Space as the my fifth favorite horror game is because I replayed a lot of 360 game, horror games in the past couple of years. I've replayed Alan Wake. I've replayed The First Last of Us. I've replayed um, Bioshock. And then I replayed Dead Space. And I think Dead Space has aged better than all of those games. Like, I think it's yeah. better paced. I think the combat mechanics hold up. I think it's scary. I think it's fun. Um, I think the story is great for like 90% of the time. I love the lore. So I think Dead Space is going to be my number five. I think it is a solid ass game. I I also think it's better than Resident Evil Four at this point. Like I think it's aged better. Um, and agree. I'm seeing Zach Zach give me <laughs> strong the agree. Um, so yeah, I'm going with Dead Space, number five. Dead Space, lock it in. Right. You can be wrong. Lock it that. in. <laughs> it's a good choice, obviously. Uh, so um, I, I did mine based on uh, what games I think are, to me, what I found scary or disturbing. Not necessarily my favorite horror game, because my favorite horror game probably would be RE4, just for the record. But I didn't put it in this list because I think it's not... The strength of that game isn't necessarily its horror elements, even though I think those are great, for the record. I think those are amazing. But anyways, I love you, RE4. You, you didn't make it. Sorry. But I had to bump you off. Zach, so my number five Zach game... Zach is so pissed right now. <laughs> I love RE4. Trust me, I will defend <laughs> well, RE4. I totally I get your reasoning. <laughs> The Dead Space <laughs> over Resi 4 slander. That yeah, I don't think stand. so. But Get ready. I, like uh, I, I mean, I'm right. I'm right. No, right. we're right. Me and Orin so, are right. Dead <laughs> Space oh, is way better so, than Orari 4. <laughs> so, okay. My number five is the first Dark Souls. Um, to me, oh, the first nice. Dark Souls... I'm sorry, Bloodborne. I love you so much. You're dear to me. But I think, to me, Dark Souls embodies isolation, tension, despair better than even bloodborne to me it's like dark dark souls one is just like that atmosphere i think they haven't ever completely been able to capture again i feel like that first game there's something about that world and setting is just the most dreary just desolate it's like stalker or something it's like i just don't want to be here i don't want to be in this place yet i want to be here i want to spend 300 hours here <laughs> another 300 hours i've already done that so I, to me the first dark souls is like is just the perfect amount of it's not it's not scary in a literal sense but it's like disturbing in its own way and it's and and it's like i don't even know if it's a if it's a horror game technically it's a dark fantasy but it's close enough and also like so. the mystery of everything right like if yeah. you know i mean sometimes you have to look up stuff but just like not knowing what you're supposed to be doing what anything is just like that pure exploration yeah. you know fear of the unknown it's like that's perfect right like that game has mm -hmm. all of that and it's open, so you're just like fucking going everywhere, figuring out what to do, and it's scary, and you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, and getting—I mean, there's the moment of getting stuck in Blighttown for the first time mm -hmm. is one will that will stay with me forever. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that moment. So, yeah, yeah, yeah strong choice. Uh, my number five is Stalker: Shadow of Chernobyl. Not nice. probably a surprise to great choice to listeners. Uh, I, I almost shot. didn't want to put it here because you do have a fucking gun and you can headshot motherfuckers, but like your gun breaks down. It's so good. Pretty reliably. Uh, there is enough player disempowerment, which I think is a necessary ingredient, at least for how I think of horror, 
like like you're not just a badass who's just you know karate kicking everybody so um but uh yeah it's i I don't know i love stalker i love the like some of the the lore that like your brain could get taken over by this fucking signal being sent out and Mm -hmm. it there's nothing like it there's nothing like it uh yeah zach the brain scorcher is like a lovecraftian horror yeah totally is it's like it's like this unseeable thing that that makes you crazy or like radiation or a virus (laughs) but yeah 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 Um, yeah that was awesome one second i'm a I'm gonna turn on the lights in my room. <laughs> yeah, dude, it got real dark. What happened? Do you mind if I quickly go to the bathroom real quick? I forgot to take a small look. I'll be I'll be right back. I have to go. Kevin's pooping. I'm not I'm not gonna edit this, Orin. So let's let's keep talking. Uh, it's it's so funny that these guys could actually think Resident Evil Four is better than Dead Space. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with? Well, here, here, here's the thing. I think Resident Evil Four is like more important. But oh I think, yeah, no, it is more important, but it's not as good as Dead. Yeah, like I mean, if you if you take like what is the game you want to play right now? Oh yeah, and it's, and, it, and it's aged well. Dead Space is aged way better. Like I tried playing Resident Evil Five, and uh, recently, and I was like, this controls like poop. I like I yeah. feel I don't feel like I'm in control of my character, mm. and I think that's cool that Resident Evil Four, like you know, paved the way. But yeah, mm-hmm. I want to, I'd rather play Dead Space. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, uh, I started building top fives in the Google Doc. Uh, oh, so. oh, thank you, thank okay. you. Uh, I'm yeah, looking at so, my own so, doc. So, yeah. so audience, we have Aaron has Stalker at five, Kevin has Dark Souls at five, Orin has Dead Space at five, and Zach has Phasmophobia at five. So we'll be filling that in. And uh, Aaron's not list- going to edit this, so you're going to hear like poop sounds of Kevin in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is an unedited break. Normally the breaks are, are skillfully or not so skillfully edited. But uh I'd say skillfully edited. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. I but uh so. Aaron's a great editor. I think nobody's Aaron ever complained. Job. Yeah. Uh, he puts a visor on when he edits even. Yeah. <laughs> this is the real deal. What? <laughs> like like a like a nineteen twenties copywriter or something? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what are yeah, you talking exactly. about? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit uh i've seen it happen all right well uh zach welcome yeah. back welcome back thank number you number four number, number four. four um i put dusk um mm. i think dusk mm. is a really i mean one just a fun-ass game um and you know like i said i'm going more like horror style than like scary um for some of these but Dusk does have some pretty creepy enemies. Like when you first meet like the, I don't know, deer-headed enemy mm-hmm. that like runs at you and is invisible. Like that shit got yeah. me. And then like the weird dudes totally. that are like really skinny and scream at you. Like, dude, that was actually scary. Yeah, <laughs> legitimately. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah, for sure. And right? the rats like, in the dark. The rats, fucking mm-hmm. rats. The dude, fucking, fucking rats. rats. <laughs> you know, like that game. You know, it's 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 a lot of things. It's got a lot of tones. But, um, you know, in terms of the design, it's very horror. I really like that. And it's just, I like shooting shit and I guess being kind of scared at some dark parts of that game. So that, that goes on the list. Dusk is on my list. Mm. Damn. Dusk is a great choice. Well, I, for my number four, I'm going with the Evil Within 2. Evil Within 2. Not the first one, the second one. And uh, I, the reason why is because I replayed it recently, 
and I just think it has aged like fine wine. Like everything is, uh, the story is like really good. Like I, I don't think video game horror, well, horror video games typically have good stories. They're usually very utilitarian, but the um, Evil Within 2 story is actually really emotionally engaging. And I, I found myself getting like really just enraptured by it by the end. But also it kind of takes the Last of Us gameplay but it gets rid of all of like the walking and like the artistic pretensions. And it's just like, here's a semi open world. Here's the last of us gameplay. Your shotgun feels awesome. You can sneak around in stealth dudes. And I just think it's a really fun take on the last of us. And, uh, also the game takes place entirely in your head, like in, um, in like, uh, in that kind of setting. So, I love how the uh, the environments are just never realistic. Like they're almost like Dark Souls environments in a lot of ways, and they get wild. Shinji Mikami and his team gets wild with the enemy design, and some of it is just so creepy. And uh, it just—I don't know. It's just—it's not talked in enough about enough. I think uh, the Evil Within Two. I think it really is one of the best horror games ever made. And uh, honestly, it came out in 2017. I think it might be my favorite game of that year, which is crazy because that was a great year for games. But wow! Every time I go back to play games from that year, I never feel like playing Near Automata. I love that game, but I'm always mm. like, I'll play, I'll play Evil Within two again, and I'll have a blast. Um, mm. So big fan, you know. And I feel for Sebastian Castellanos and his trauma, unlike Kratos, you know. Fuck Kratos. <laughs> I don't care about you and Atreus and that shit but Castellanos yeah I, I care I care so yeah number four Evil Within 2 nice I'll play it um, someday <laughs> my number four is a game I actually just recently played uh, Silent Hill 2 mm. um, I really like this game a lot honestly it was a game that like it was one of those things that like everyone talked about and like I was like almost annoyed how much they talked yeah. about it and I was like you know what I'm being stupid. Why am I annoyed that people are talking? I'm sure this game's great. I should play it. So I did. <laughs> and uh, it was awesome. I, I can't honestly imagine playing it in 2000s. I think this game would have been, like, mind-blowing. Oh, like, yeah. I, I think, uh, like, that. the metaphor is design. Uh, the, just, the, the, the game is not, like, compared to basically every other game in my list, it's not scary, like, in a visceral way of, like, fleshy nightmare, like a, like a very, like, like like primal fear it's more of like this inward psychological fear which i think is really cool and unique about it i really like how konami like looked at resident evil and they were like okay well, that's a great game let's make something different mm-hmm. and they they did they made it in the same genre but like it's totally a different thing it's doing it's doing its own vibe and it really sells its own vibe so well i think like the honestly like the amount of world building in that game and just music and setting is just all so good like i want to go back there and hang out. And hang <laughs> I want to go to the bowling alley and hang out with hang out with Ed. Laura and uh, Eddie. <laughs> yeah. I also I also so, yeah. love uh, the uh, voice acting in that game. Right, like there's yeah. monsters out there, and all you're doing here is eating pizza. Eating pizza. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> yeah. like it's so, so dumb, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, that that's a that's an awesome game. I think that's a uh, that's a that's a horror classic yeah. through and through. Mm. So good. Amen. Nice, nice. Uh, I still need to play that. Uh, my number four Ooh. is similar to Kevin's number five, I believe. <laughs> uh, it's Demon Souls, though, because Demon Souls is the oh, first Souls yeah. game I played, and Demons, like I've 
played through Dark Souls so, so many times that I know what's around every corner. I know how to beat every boss. I know where the strongest weapons are. Demon Souls still has this mystery, and there's still this, like, wait, what does this symbol mean? What What's going to happen here? It's 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 brutal. It's 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 about this fog that just comes over and just, like, steals everybody's, like, souls. Like, I don't know. I, I, Silent Hill. I love it. Yeah. That's mm, <laughs> true. Yeah. Demon Souls is awesome. Yeah. I completely agree. Demon Souls. I think those the first two are like the most horror feeling games. Yeah. Like Dark Souls and Demon Souls. Yeah. Even though Bloodborne has it, it's like I feel it like the like first aesthetics, two are aesthetics, but not there's not I don't feel I don't feel horror. I feel vampire hunter D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still gotta play Demon Souls. I've played Dark Souls though. That was awesome. Mm. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna play Demon's Souls at some point. I just played Elden Ring though, and I'm like, I need to played not from soft for a bit yeah no that's where i'm at that's where i'm at so i feel you yeah. uh all right zach number three number three we got the name that's been besmirched resident evil 4 <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah i mean again yeah like as, Very nice. as kevin said it's not like you know that it's i mean and i made a video on it like it's an action game i like it because it's an action game i like fucking killing dudes in cool ways and making their heads explode um, but I like its horror stylings, I guess, like the creepy, gray, gross Spanish village and like its immaculate castles with weird bug men who chase you in the sewers and, and Napoleon, that's scary. And, uh, mm-hmm. fucking the regenerators, the regenerators, oh, you know, like I've, oh, I've kind of like, you know, I got over them. I, I know how they work, but like first time that shit's fucking they're still a little creepy. The noise that they're like, ah, nah. and you yeah. hear them around the corner. You're like, oh shit! And the setup for them, you go into the freezer and you see them all hanging yeah. there, and then you go hit the button, and then you can hear the corpse drop behind you. Mm-hmm. That was a great setup. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like it still does good horror stuff. And oh, yeah. uh, my friend Lamb Hoot, uh, he makes YouTube videos. He was saying like how back in the day, before people understood it as like an action game, right? Because like their probably preconceived notions was like, oh, this is. A survival horror game you know i know resident evil 3 was probably going in more an action direction i didn't beat it but um i played some of it a lot of ammo in that game um yes. <laughs> but um but like you know back in the day like people thought of it as survival horror still you know it just happened to have more gunplay um but you know obviously i didn't play it. that's not how i played it i played it as an action game but i still think it has good horror game chops um, but I do like killing people, so that's it's on my list still. Fuck it. Hmm? I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that there's two games I really want to make this list for RE4. Someone's list, RE4 yeah. and Stalker. So I'm really glad that you you guys both picked those games. You're welcome. Cheeky breaky. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Resident Evil Four was like such a big deal when it came out. Like, yeah. holy shit! Uh, like, like Dude, I, that, I, that was mind bending game. Holy shit! I, I just I just remember like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas was out. Halo was out, Metal Gear Solid 3 was out, Doom 3 was out, and I didn't want to play any of those games because Resident Evil 4 had come out, and I was like, uh-huh. I don't I don't care about those games anymore. That like that's how much I loved Resident Evil 4 at the time. Those other games seemed like, you know, old hat in the past, not interesting anymore. <laughs> Which is yeah. you know, not true, but if it felt like it at the time. <laughs> I also just want to quickly mention on RE4 at the time. At the time when that game came out, zombies were like at their like height. Oh yeah. At least for me, popular right. and cool. And the fact that the enemies talked and like had human 
elements. Like the Ganados are not zombies. They're they're right. similar, but they have their own thing. It was really cool and refreshing. Like it was so like it felt it actually made the game feel more tense and scary because we had already kind of become used to the zombie tropes of that time period. Yeah. These are people who are mad at you and they mm. have like will. Yeah. <laughs> they have a will of their own. Honestly, those enemy quotes, those, those Spanish quotes, I can still remember them. Yeah, right. Like better than most video game callouts. Coelho, coelho. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so a, a fun, a fun thing about ganado is that ganado means livestock in Spanish. Ah, yeah. stock, right? So, mm. you know, that kind of adds another dimension. You know, that like the elders only treat them as you know they're going to attach a parasite to them and they're just livestock. Right. Yeah. I, I also really just the this game should be on my list maybe. I just there's something <laughs> about the like villager with like a farming tool. Yeah. looking ominous walking towards you i find to be so evocative in a horror perspective it's right. like one of my like favorite something about that that full core feel i just think is amazing yeah sides resident evil 4 is awesome yeah. uh, you know resident evil 4 is awesome i should have been on my list i'm not making i made a mistake i think all right <laughs> i'm confident about not having it on my list but yeah i'm ex- uh, extremely confident up. not having it on my list but i fucked up uh, i fucked up. i, I, I only get one it. for franchise right that was the rule that's your rule. No, I have two from a franchise. Yeah. Oh, really? I thought that was the. I, I, didn't I don't know. Rule. I was loosely following the rules, but I, okay. You could, well, whatever, you, could you, you could do whatever. You could do whatever you want. Whatever. Subjective. I mean, list, yeah. the re- the reason why it's called Resident Evil Four for me is because it's my fourth favorite Resident Evil game. Yeah. So. Ooh. <laughs> 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 uh, Orin. Yeah, you're um, I'm number three. Okay. Uh, a lot of people here keep saying, oh, Bloodborne." Not as good a horror mm. game as Demon Souls and Dark Souls. Those people are dumb. Uh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Kevin and Aaron. But yeah, no, my number three is Bloodborne, and uh, my justification for it is uh, I just think that Bloodborne captures the feeling of playing through a Lovecraft novel so well, um, down to the moment of discovery. Without spoiling, because Aaron's gonna play it, but. There is a moment of discovery where you unlock new knowledge of what the world really is. And that was so, done so brilliantly. And it captures the feeling of reading like a Cthulhu mythos. Um, that moment. Do you think you could call that knowledge insight? You could call that knowledge insight, you know? <laughs> so, But uh, I just thought that was so cool that Miyazaki was able to just take a Lovecraft kind of story and just graft it onto the Dark Souls formula and I just think a lot of the lore is so fascinating. Like, yeah, like the idea that you can gain enough insight and that insight brings you closer to basically Cthulhu monsters and how that drives people insane. And I just think that's such a cool concept. And the way the game explores that at every turn is so fascinating to me. And the same thing with the Hunter's Blood and like the Cathedral Ward. Um, the game is just such an interesting portrait of madness by getting closer to extraterrestrial celestial beings. And I just thought that was so cool. And I really need to replay it because I haven't played it in a while. But like the effects of that game have been reverberating through my life. And that is why it's my number three horror game of all time. Very good choice. I was trying to say I mentioned it would have made my list if I had to, if I had, if was, this list was only five. I can't. It's just I can't fit them all. It's just too many games I like. I'm sorry. I love Bloodborne. You're amazing. You're, you're incredible. I'm, I'm, my number three. I, is... I'm glad I included it. <laughs> I'm glad you included it too. You guys at least including all the games I didn't get that I wanted to. My number three is Dead Space. Um, Let's Warren go. pretty much mentioned 
everything that I wanted to mention about it. The thing that I just want to say about it quickly is that uh, I by the time I had played Dead Space, I was older and had already played a lot of horror games, and this game still put tension in me, and I felt I felt very immersed by the setting yeah. and the world, and the creatures are, in my opinion, some of the most iconic, recognizable, just the silhouette of a necromorph, you can look at it and be like, that's, I know what that is, right? Like, that is, that they're an unmistakable enemy. So I, I, I think, uh, I, I think this game is incredible and, and, and definitely deserves number three in my list. Oh, damn, that means that two and one are Resident Evil games. <laughs> Shh, quiet you. <laughs> mm, uh, we're at number three? Yeah, for okay. you there. For me, uh, this game has some flaws, but uh, it's probably on the list, the game that the single player game that's made me feel the most tension and fear, Alien Isolation. Um, mm. It's too long. It's a good choice. It's got some bad parts, but like that, that 20 hour stretch in the middle is great. <laughs> it's uh, like I, I really think that it does a great job because you you can't fight the alien. You can only hide from him and like. It, you definitely feel this just like, oh my God, your skin is just like crawling into itself to kind of shrink yourself down so he doesn't smell you or see you. Um, it, it was a great, like you always felt vulnerable in that game, which is something yeah. that I can say of so few horror games. And that's kind of a key component. It's like, I just, I, I would be like, oh, I want to go check that room to see if there's some med packs in there. But I'm like, but I might get fucked. Uh, and, and like, that was a great feeling that went through, that really persisted through most of the game. So I really like Alien Isolation. I'll beat it someday. I'll beat it someday. It's too long. In the it's just a long time to be afraid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, I don't want to feel that much tension for 25 hours. God damn. Mm. That was me. Yeah. But uh, my my number two. We're on number, number two. two. Number two. We're almost damn. there. Damn, damn. My number two is a number two. Not that. Silent Hill 2. Mm. Not, oh, a poop, not a dump um, good choice I mean yeah Kevin said a lot of it um, yeah like I, I, I only finished it recently I've tried to play it for years I bought the uh, remaster on Playstation 3 in what 2012, 2013 got decently far was too, you know I was playing it alone in the dark and it, it got too much for me so I dropped it um, and I also realized that it was a bad port didn't realize that until I looked up reviews and stuff um, and I was like, oh, I don't want to play this. But, yeah. Um, what, what else is there to say about Silent Hill 2? I think something that... I don't know if people talk about a lot, but, like, the ending really fucking got me. Like, I... Like, the, the monologue that the... Oh, yeah. The, it, there's a monologue. I won't say anymore. But right. really fucking emotional. Um, like, especially as someone in a relationship and thinks about sort of the topics that is brought up, it's like, that really hits home like you know it's scary but it's also um introspective in a way that i didn't expect it when i you know finished it and got to that got to that ending the specific ending i got i don't know if the monologue's different for each ending but um but yeah that game hit hard um it's not just scary and it is scary the music uh we didn't mention yes. in the hospital there is some industrial noise in certain areas that just like I'm like I gotta get out of here. I don't want right. to be in this area. Yeah. It is so intense, and oh god, there's just some monster noises. Like you can't even see these mm. monsters, but they're breathing and shit. And you're like, oh, oh god, Aaron, you're in for a good time. Please play it soon. Mm -hmm. um, 
But yeah, so Silent Hill 2. Really good. This is like the one actual game that disturbed me and upset me throughout <laughs> on my list. Mm. I mean, awesome. not that the others didn't somewhat, but Silent Hill 2 is like straight up just like not having a good time, but having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good segue for me because my number two is also Silent Hill 2. What? No way. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, yeah, what do I have to say about Silent Hill 2? Um, I just think Silent Hill 2 is a game full of amazing moments. Yeah. Like, there are just... it's You know when you watch, like, a great movie that has just so many banger scenes and you just want to talk about all those scenes? Like, Mulholland Drive, great example. Mm-hmm. It's like... It's like, oh, there's like the uh, silencio scene, but there's also like the diner scene, and you just you could just go on and on about like what your favorite scene is. Uh, Silent Hill Two has so many of those moments that yeah. I won't spoil for Aaron, but um, there's just uh, multiple moments with Pyramid Head, multiple moments that like uh, there's one famous moment that Aaron I believe already knows about, which is like one of my favorite moments is when you go into this nondescript. Um, you know, building as you're exploring Silent Hill for the first time, and you just see on the wall, it just says, There used to be a hole here, it's gone now. <laughs> it's like all the wall says, but it's like moments like that are just peppered throughout the whole game, just absurd things that don't make sense that really add to the atmosphere. And, um, and also, it's just a great like video games of as metaphor game because all of the enemy types represent. Um, certain traumas and, and, you know, guilt that he has over the ultimate twist in the game. Um, a lot of repressed sexuality in the game, a lot of repressed trauma, and uh, it's just awesome. Silent Hill 2, it's just iconic. It's got, but not number one, it's my number two. Mm. Which, <laughs> hence Silent Hill 2. Anyway, Kevin, what is your number two? Uh, good choice. Uh, everyone, <laughs> I like to love your pick. All these games, I love all these games. So, uh, yeah, um, my number two is the Resident Evil Two remake. Mm. Um, I think that game is uh, that remake is so well done. I think like I, the way that Capcom managed to take tank based two D basically movement gameplay and transmute it into a three D over the shoulder game and make it work like perfectly is an impressive feat on top of the fact that they the PlayStation is like the PlayStation in that game is like maybe like some of the best horror setting ever yeah. in my opinion like I just the, the, especially with the classic music on oh man I, I just I, I think it's just such a great game I agree with the um, criticisms of Mr. X I think he's annoying but I have to say playing that game the first time and knowing what I knew about the Resident Evil 2 the 1998 release going through the, the helicopter and see Mr. X appear when I didn't think he was supposed to appear on this playthrough because he was only supposed to appear on, on Leon B or Claire B yeah. was like a, what the fuck? Are you kidding? Mr. X is in this game in the first playthrough. So that was a really cool like twist moment for me. That was like um, upsetting player expectations. It was like, you know, like flipped on the head. So I really appreciated that. Um, and I, I love the characterization of Leon and Claire. Like I like how Leon's like kind of like this dork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just think they did a great job with all the, all the characters. Everything felt really accurate in how I think Resident Evil 2 would be remade. So, good job, Capcom. I played that one. It's pretty good. No Resident Evil 4, though, right, Zach? <laughs> uh, well, what are you going to say? Different, yeah. I, yeah, different. Different amazing. Uh, man, 
no, one, number one and two are really, I, even now I'm like, I keep like, so wait, tabbing back and forth between which one I have a theory yeah. on what the number one game will be for us, but I'm, I would love to be wrong. So no, I'm no, like I'm, down, I'm like a hundred percent sure it is. I'm a hundred percent sure. I think too. I know what it is <laughs> but, uh, all of us, but I am a hundred percent sure it is. Okay. Let's see what happens. Let's see. Keep, uh, see anyway, uh, I'm going to like write down who I think everyone's number one is like, okay, yeah. well, that's what I'm saying. So, okay. I this this was number one five minutes ago on my list, and it wasn't even on my list this morning until I was walking to get a burrito, and I'm like, how could I not put that game on my list? And it's number two is Dead Space because like Dead Space, yeah. like it's just the quintessential horror game, right? It's like yeah. they're, they're like, oh, you just got used to shooting people in the head, haha, <laughs> that doesn't work anymore, and like you know, like just. You're mm-hmm. constantly getting fucked. You're not a super badass. You move slow and clunky. You're like a dude with repair tools and stuff. Um, the jump scares are fairly effective. The game holds up really well. The atmosphere and the environment so good. The creepy story stuff mostly works for me. I don't know. I like so much about it. it I, like again, ten minutes ago, this was number one on my list. I just, I just slipped it back. So I'm like, you know, it's, uh, but it's, it's a masterpiece. I think. Damn, Dead Space is number two for Aaron. It's a good choice. It wasn't even on my list this morning. I'm telling you, I woke up this morning. Dead Space wasn't even on my list. What? I don't know. Okay, I wrote down my predictions. I will let you know if I'm right. Okay. I I might dine down too. (laughs) I don't have Zach's number one. I'm not sure. I think I I know what Zach's number one is, but we'll see if I'm wrong. Okay. Okay. Luigi's Mansion, let's go. That's right. (laughs) Orin, what do you think it is? Bloodborne. That is correct. Bloodborne is, ah. <laughs> I mean, one of my favorite games. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, now, you know, it, it, it sort of has, it, like, when I first initially played it, you know, that game was scary. Like, you know, sort of recreating the Resident Evil 4 intro of, like, walking totally. into a fucking bunch of dudes with a burning yes. cross, and you're like, oh, my God, what do I, mm-hmm. you know, um, that was that game was intense. I'd I got it. I, I didn't realize how early I got it. I got it in 2015. And, like, I thought I would never beat that game. I was yeah. like, this is too intense for me. It's too overwhelming. It's too hard. I Like, I'll just I'll drop it and never come back to it. But, but eventually I did. And I think just sort of similar reasons as, like, Dark Souls and Demon Souls. Um, partially it's difficulty and partially it's obscuredness. Um, that did, that did a lot for me at the time to create like mystery and just like fear around every corner. Like what is even going to happen? You know? So that's why it works for me, even if it isn't as, um, isn't as desolate as a dark souls or, or a demon souls even, um, or as, you know, it's maybe more, um, less, uh, less opaque than those games. Probably. Uh, I still have to look up stuff, but you know, probably easier to to understand than those games but yeah i don't know it just it, it i love the monster designs i love yeah the lovecraftianness of it and like it's like i think i was into dark souls lore i was watching vati and stuff but like bloodborne's like really sucked me in you know and like yeah. learning about what all these yeah. people did all these factions did and i was like oh my god like everything is so screwed um, I love the healing church. Yeah, healing right. with the healing church is like the best. <laughs> the healing church, the the yeah. the Bergenworth, you know, all of it. Um, mm. Executioners, yeah. right? School of Mensis. Um, mm-hmm. Right. I can go on. 
Um, but yeah, so Bloodborne is my favorite, just partially because it's one of my favorite games. I love, I love the killing in it. Gotta be honest, I love killing in it. But it was also a pretty effective horror experience my first time through. Um, so that is that is why it's my number one. Hell yeah! Yeah. Nice. nice. Bloodborne's probably my favorite game on my list, but I went by like my favorite, like what I think of horror. Yeah, right. right, right. You know. Um, yeah. See, mine's like Resident Evil Four, but like when I think of it's again I think of horror. But Bloodborne, yeah, I, Bloodborne's so fucking good. I know. <laughs> ah. uh, I just like I think Bloodborne <laughs> is the only video game I've ever played that's where I think I've spent almost as much time just reading about it and watching videos right. about it. Yeah, like Dark Souls didn't have that same hook for me. Like I, I thought I loved the lore of Dark Souls. It's just that something about Bloodborne, like. Just like that, that some of the ideas in that game and that the Lovecraftian and like just the whole concept of getting close to these interdimensional creatures and yeah. what that, how that affects humans. Like I just thought that was so cool. Yeah, Dark Souls is more like here's a pantheon of gods and like how they you know interacted, which like is cool. But I prefer I guess like the more groundedness of Bloodborne, yeah. it's like humans like in their societies and how they work and how they got corrupted by these creepy you know aliens or bl- blood i don't know you know what is what is the old blood um but yeah well i love the idea too in in that game where it's like you would read about a normal guy like ludwig <laughs> yeah. and then you like see what he's oh, turned yeah. into and that was oh, part man, of the fun so of that good. game is figuring out what kind of fucked up creatures <laughs> these normal humans have turned into like yeah was, exactly i love that shit so good like the clerics get turned into more more monstrous monsters yeah, than other ones. Bigger ones. The yeah. holier you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a, awesome. Good choice. Uh, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna make a prediction. Yeah. Do not answer right. this. Reveal it when it's your turn. But I am just gonna say that all of our number ones is it's the same game. The same game, and it's Shinji Mikami's Resident Evil remake from 2002. <laughs> I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But that is my prediction. Um. Yeah. Anyway, my choice is Shinji Mikami's Resident Evil <laughs> 2002 game. Just because when I think of my favorite Resident Evil games, like I love Resident Evil Village, I love Resident <laughs> Evil 4, <laughs> I love Resident Evil 2 Remake, and I think all those games are more fun to play than Resident Evil Remake, but I think Resident Evil Remake just has the... Uh, real sense of feeling like you're just totally alone in this jigsaw puzzle that is the spencer mansion and you're just trying to figure out how to progress your way through it and i don't think i don't think any of the other resident evil games have truly captured the feeling that that first 2002 remake did it's just like like the whole game is a puzzle you just got to figure it out and i i also think as it's the resident evil game with the best puzzles it is the Resident Evil game with the most consistent uh, mechanics. Um, it's the Resident Evil game with the best atmosphere and like the most surprises. Uh, I just think uh, the, that 2002 Resident Evil remake is just the best horror game ever made. And I'm going to turn that over to Kevin to see if <laughs> the same one. <laughs> I could be wrong. So, um, 
a big surprise is my number one game is Shinji Mikami's Resident Evil remake from 2000. What? <laughs> the, what? Same same game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no surprise there. Obviously, I, I had a feeling that that the three of us would pick this as our number one. We don't um, know yet. Aaron could. I don't know. Maybe Aaron's a different game. Maybe Aaron's a Snoss. But I think that uh, this game is is uh, is is hard to explain how incredible it is. Like I remember playing it on GameCube, and just. A hallway is scary. Just walking down a hallway, there's like nothing even in the hallway. Felt scary. It felt. It feels like uh, Shinji Mikami describes it as, and I remember this quote stuck with me so well. as like you can sense there's something there, but but you can't see it or even hear it. You just have this feeling, yeah. and I think that they sold that so well in the game. It's just so you're stuck in this. It's like a haunted house trope, right? You're stuck in this place. You can't get out, but there's weird things and. Maybe all your friends aren't even your friends. Uh, it's hard. I don't know. It's hard to uh, cap out the feeling of this game in words to me. But I, I, uh, I, I agree. This is the best horror game ever made. I want to add to what you said, Kevin. I think Resident Evil Remake is the only Resident Evil game where, like, I see an enemy in a hallway, and I, I I'm immediately am like, okay, what do I do? <laughs> you know, like yeah. in the re- even in the Resident Evil Two remake, I'm like, I could take him. Like, I, right? I, yeah, I, I, I could take this guy. But in the Resident Evil mm-hmm. remake, I'm like, oh man. Or like also when you're in a hall and you forgot to burn a corpse and you mm-hmm. haven't been there for a while. Yes. You, you look at it and you're like, is it gonna come alive? Is it gonna come alive? It just happened to me recently playing it. I was like, "Wait a minute! Did I not burn this guy in the hallway with this with the spears?" Yes. And as I walked in, yes. like immediately he comes after you. I love that the bodies will wait there until you walk by them, and then they'll get up. Like they'll wait for you to get near them before they come back as a crimson head. Sometimes, which is just amazing. Uh, it's it's that game's tension, and then having to like. M- balance the lighter kerosene. Like, do I have enough space in my inventory to carry? Is there enough gas in this thing? It's just that it's. It's hard to tell. Mm. Can't beat it. And the, and the fucking uh, level design too. Like the Spencer Mansion just feels like it was made by an insane person, which it was. <laughs> it does. It was. And that's yeah. part of what makes it so good. It's like not just a zombie game. It's also like who the fuck made this insane yeah, place? <laughs> you know. So yeah. good. Mm. And, and anyway, Aaron, I have to know: is it your number one? Yeah. What is your number one? What? <laughs> what? What? Did you make it on your list? Of course. Well, okay. I hate to be a hipster, but my number one is the PlayStation version of, of Resident Evil oh, okay. 1. Because I do uh, think the okay. remake is a better game. But, like, when I think of okay. horror, I think of, like, I guess I think of this quote from Waking Life where characters talk about you can flip the switch on to tell if you're dreaming or not. And how, like, that implied oh, yeah. in my head that, like, dreams have no shadows. And there's no shadows in the original Resident Evil, which gives it this incredible uncanniness it's so fucking bright in that mansion the remake makes it really moody and dark and i think the remake is a better game but the playstation version just has these like bright white walls that just implies <laughs> so much um yeah i don't know it, it, it i i could wobble really easily they're, they're very interchangeable for me but i i had to go with the playstation version just because it's like there's just something about it that's like it's so it like it's the only thing like that I agree. Boring. I yeah. I'll be honest. I I I, I um when I, did, when I I wanted to put this game on my top five too. I was like, if I if I used did more than two Resident Evil games, I'd just be like, oh, you're Resident Evil fanboy. Like, I need to have more stuff in my list. But honestly, I, this game easily could have made my list like top five, top top two as well. I think like that game, in my opinion, set the standard for what the genre is. Like yeah. like that is like the like 
Wolfenstein 3D or whatever you want to, you know, whatever you want to compare it to. That is like the like the seminal work that like started the whole. There's other games before it. I know it's it's heavily influenced by um, uh, Sweet Home, um, which the produ- the director of that game produced Resident Evil 96. Apparently, he pitched the ideas to Mikami and they worked together on the game. Um, but I I agree with you on the like. The low fidelity, the weirdness of it. It's just the, slightly like, it more just, everything horrific is so for me. Off. Yeah. Also, the bad translation. Mm-hmm. Like when Barry says, whoa, this hall is dangerous. Like you think he means the hallway, but he means the place, like a hall. Like they're in a hall, but it's just bad translation. Like everything about it just feels so off. It's like the most off dialogue of any game I've ever played. Yeah. <laughs> well, I almost got it right. You almost got Have it right. Have you played that much of that game, Orin? The original? Um, Not... I think I played it like way back in the day. Maybe I should try. Dude, it's worth. It's worth it. It's still. You should play effective. Resident Evil Two because uh, yeah. Resident Evil Two holds up real well. Really well. Yeah. 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 I think all four of those games are the remake and non. Yeah. Is yeah. Uh, Resident Evil Two? Kamiya yeah. Hideki Kamiya. Yeah. Okay. Was. Yeah, that makes sense. The original. Yeah. He knew what he was. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. I played Resident Evil Two also way back in the day. Was, yeah, it's, it's been a moment since I played the OG OGs. So wait, Aaron, did you change your top when when Warren and I did ours, or did you already have? That no, play? that's that had been uh, that what it said Resident Evil PSX last night when I went to sleep. Okay, so my number one honorable mention Resident Evil 1996. Yeah. <laughs> oh, should we say our yeah. honorable mentions? I have. I think I have. I have a bunch. so many. Oh, I have like a million. Can we, can we go through them? Or no. Just, like, no. Them? Okay. <laughs> fine. Fine. No. Okay. You already got honorable mentions. <laughs> Uh, just read that list we wrote and that's probably yeah that'll cover it that's that's probably a lot of it uh i each get what's what's your one honorable mention if you had to have one oren resident evil village baby oh get out of here she's just (laughs) ironically mine that game is fun amnesia the dark descent it is a fun game Um, Amnesia, amnesia yeah i think i think amnesia is like really another one of those really influential games that's like super important in the genre and it got got like cloned to a point of i think a bad way like yeah. between people made the running and hiding games it was like okay i don't want this anymore but when that game came out that was like holy, holy shit this is a this is a, a potent or experience for sure so yeah i dig it what about you zach um i'd say pt um mm, good choice. it would probably be on my list that. but I never played it, so it feels like kind of <laughs> like not cheating, but you know, I never had the pleasure. I've watched it a lot, and I really like what it's doing. Like a game that just like doesn't give a shit about what you know and what you don't. Like you just have to figure it out. Like I think that's really scary. Just like absolute, complete mystery, complete unknown. You know, um, doesn't even care about like creating, designing like a coherent game. Um, that shit's rad. If if they made Silent Hills like that, that'd be crazy. Um, but alas, it would just that. be so unplayable. It'd be like, I, but that'd be okay be, with me. <laughs> it'd be like a it would be like a four hour game that nobody finishes. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea to me. <laughs> it'd be easy to like design. Like they should just do it. You yeah, know, just like the most unplayable four hour video game ever made. So E. T. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, do you want to mention Aaron? Uh, I mean, I already said like Doom and PUBG. Oh. Mm. 
right? Like playing Doom in 1993 specifically, because I do yeah. feel like so much of it has fallen off. Or playing it at least when you had experienced very few games. Like, yeah. For sure. All right. So what's the jump crouch list then? Yeah. What are we doing here, Oren? Lead the show. Well, I'm MC Oren. I'm just gonna write down the ones that have appeared on multiple <clears throat> lists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got Resident Evil Remake 2002. We got Silent Hill 2. Uh, I'm not ordering them right now. I'm just writing them down. Bloodborne, Dead Space. Um, you, don't, you don't have to consider mine. I'm not I'm not a main cast member. I shouldn't help decide necessarily. Well, it doesn't it doesn't matter because uh, Resident Evil 4: Dusk and Phasmophobia did not appear on any other list. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Disqualified <laughs> yourself, but Bloodborne's only on your list. Nah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Bloodborne's on Bloodborne's on your list, Zach. I don't count. <laughs> yes, you count because you count. we need the, the Bloodborne votes. You okay. know what I mean? <laughs> Stuff those ballots. <laughs> Stuff the ballots. Um. Well, I don't know. I'm looking through it. I feel like the only games that appeared on multiple lists were. I mean, Dead Space has got to be on there. Uh, yeah, it's, Resident it's, Evil. I mean, I don't know so which year you want to pick. No, no, remake. Oh, I would like, vote for remake if, if on the list. Yeah. It, so I think remake. Remake. It seems like Dead Space would be two. Remake is number one, and then after that, it's like Silent Hill or Silent Hill, Alien Isolation, and Stalker. Uh-huh. Yeah, that sounds like a good list to me. <laughs> well, here the, old, the, old, the only horses, like... wait, uh, hold hold your horses. So the only four <laughs> games that appear on multiple lists are Resident Evil Remake, Dead Space, Silent Hill Two, Bloodborne. So that would leave a fifth game. Like, what would the fifth game be? Dark Souls. Um, I feel like it, it doesn't wasn't reference. It's funny that we all pick different. We all pick different FromSoft games. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which means they're effective as horror games to us, all of them. What about like, uh, yeah, I'm like scanning. I mean, I like the idea of Dark Souls, but fuck, man, this is hard. What about Resident Evil 4? <laughs> Would that be controversial? Would we put Dark Souls or Resident Evil 4? Not to me. Not to me. I, I, it's like choosing between like your like children. I like all these games so but much. Like, it's like I can't really choose. One of those games is scary. No. <laughs> yeah. Which one, all of well, wait, they both have wait. horror aesthetics. Oh, oh, so are, are, is this for horror aesthetics or is it for like feel, in, like inspiring fear, frightenedness, and disgust in the player? RE4 has moments of that. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. I don't think that's. It totally its, does. I don't know if that is its predominant uh, desire. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you it can wants cry to, to kick zombies. Yeah, it's like both. Well, yeah. Hold, 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 both. On, hold on a second, guys. Let me let's do process of elimination. I'm thinking maybe let, let me just like name games that could be in our top five, and if we all say no, I'll do a strike through of it. So. First game, Stalker. Do you think Stalker is going to make our top five? Yeah, is... I think it could. I think it could. I would vote yeah. for every game on this list. So I think I, I, I should. So say, it's two I votes for Stalker. Because Kevin's going to say yes to every game. Uh, okay, fine. Stalker stays. I'm, okay, fine. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to write Wait, Stalker down. Wait, who who actually votes for Stalker? Do we all? I like Stalker. Me. I love Stalker. Stalker's I'm, I, d- I did not. I'm, I haven't yeah. played it, so I'm going to say no. Okay. But Can I call up Mike and see what he has to say? <laughs> you want to phone a friend? 
Stopping balance. <laughs> Can we call Mike and see what he has to say? Make a okay. pick between Stalker and Bloodborne. I, I actually okay. think he'll go with Bloodborne, unfortunately. So let's not call Mike. Yeah, um, right. So wait, wait if I move, had to move it on. So Stalker is the nominee, potentially. If you were to choose between Demon Souls and Dark Souls, which one would you put on the list? I mean, I put Demon Souls, but... Really? Well, right. I mean, I would pick Dark Souls, but I think Demon Souls is, like, very close. So my vote is Dark Souls. But I think I'm going to say Dark Souls to break it. All right. I go with Dark so, Souls. Okay, so Dark Souls is a potential nominee. Alien Isolation. I think that's mostly that's me, unfortunately. Great, that's a, that's, I think I love that game, too. Oh, okay. I that game's, but do you think it's, but, like, a I did make my five? list. But, I, I, I think it's probably not, unfortunately, because I don't love playing it, even though I think it does horror very well. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's, like, that, too scary for its own good, like... They uh, they went too hard. Finally, yeah, we have we have two strike throughs: Demon Souls and Alien. So you're just hating against me. I see what's going on. Yeah, conspiracy. Yeah, 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 we are. <laughs> well, I don't mean to be that way. I I, I think Demon Souls is. A, I, I love those. Games. I, mean, I like Demon Souls more than Alien Isolation. I love Demon Souls. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we already got Dark Souls, so I'm fine with that. Okay. What about Resident Evil Two Remake or Resident Evil Four? I mean, Resident Evil 2. I mean, if, 2 if, and, yeah, if okay. either, but. I think they're both great candidates. I love them both. Again, I'm like, don't make me choose, man. I mean, I would pick. But you already as chose. A horror, as a horror game, yeah. I pick 2 yeah. Remake because I think it's a more scary game. Oh, yeah. But I think I actually like RE4 more. I mean, yeah. I like so. Dark Souls better than all the games on my list. And it didn't make my yeah, list. Same. So. Yeah. 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 I'm going to just put them both for now. <laughs> Uh, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say no to Evil Within Two. I love that's one of my favorite games, but I'm the only one who played it, so I'm gonna strike that one through. Um, I haven't beat it yet. It's dope. Um, I feel, I beat the Chainsaw Lady with the saws. Oh my god, she's terrifying. Uh, yeah, she's cool I, I don't think Dusk or Phasmophobia have a chance. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm gonna strike through those. So this is what so we Bloodborne for Bloodborne. <laughs> no Bloodborne. So I was no, playing Bloodborne, oh, Bloodborne and my uh, my wife people... said that it looked like uh, Van Helsing. She's like, "Is this a Van Helsing video game?" That's a compliment. That's though. a good thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a compliment. <laughs> right. um, is there a Van Helsing PS2 video game? I'm sure there probably. Is. I think I think there might be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, Awful, but. I think I covered. Oh, Resident Evil OG. I knew I was forgetting one. Okay. I'll well, I mean that, that should be like number one. Well, we have the remake. Oh, uh, we don't. Have, that oh. doesn't have to make the list. The, that and the remake are for me almost like, interchangeable. Almost yeah. Yeah. yeah like, okay. I just um, felt like you know the one is just more horrific. As long as there's a Spencer Mansion in number one, yeah. I guess we're good, right? Right. Right. <laughs> uh, I think that might cover it. So this is. We have eight games that could all be in our top five. We These are the eight games not ranked. Resident Evil Remake 2002, Dead Space, Silent Hill 2, Bloodborne, Stalker, Dark Souls, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Resident Evil 4. <laughs> Aaron, what are you doing? <laughs> I, blow, I fixed it. Board. I fixed it. <laughs> Bloodborne. <laughs> Okay. I uh, um, I swapped Bloodborne and Dark Souls. I feel like if like I don't know. Well, we have to make it a top five, so we have to figure out what goes first. I think we should get rid of Stalker. 
Sorry, Stalker. Do you think we should get rid of Stalker, Kevin? I don't think we should get rid of Stalker. Yeah, I don't think we should get rid of Stalker. I, I don't. I just don't know if there's enough votes for it. There, there's two votes. So. Yeah, and I'm but. an anti-vote because I never played it. So, <laughs> I okay. Let me let me I, make I mean, the case for Stalker for you, Oren. Stalker is a game. I'm not gonna well, vote for. No, 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 it. no, no. Just so you can understand why I think it's so why it's a good horror game. I'll, quickly, okay. I'll make the case. Uh, Stalker is a game where the world is constantly like just against you. There's incredible super uh, supernatural elements. There's times where you could play the game for like 20 hours and then walk down into a cave and find something totally unique and horrific that you've never seen before that just creeps you out. Um, that kind of shit happens all the time. It's 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 got like a bleaker atmosphere than any of the Dark Souls games, um, and it just has this great like great fiction around like the Chernobyl exclusion zone. I don't know if it's bleaker than yeah. Souls, but it's as bleak. I'd say it's comparably bleak. That's how I feel. <laughs> I feel like... No one, no one in Dark Souls hangs around and be like, Hey, spill the beans. Hey, bro. No one's playing guitar in Dark Souls and having a good time. You hey, know you. Saying? Don't There's stand there. Stuff. Come in. <laughs> it's just like my thing with Stalker is that, one, I haven't played it, and two, there, there are seven other games here that I feel more passionately about to make a top five. So that's my I I guess thing. I... I as oh, for horror perspective, I guess I could drop it for the other games, but I do think it's. But awesome. you think Stalker's but, less horrific than Bloodborne, Resident Evil 2 Remake, and Resident Evil 4? Uh. And Dark Souls? Uh, I think it's more of a horror experience than actually any of the Souls games, even though I think those are pretty much. I, I don't know. It's. I mean, like, at the end of the day, you just don't got the votes. Like, Zach hasn't played it. I haven't played uh, it. I, I don't I plan play on playing it. You should plan on playing oh. it. You should you should do this. Play the play the new one at least. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure well, it'll be on I'll, Game Pass. I'll probably play the new one for sure. But the new one might be total dog shit. Let's be honest. Like new, yeah. the new one's like, yeah. who knows yeah. what's gonna happen? I think God bless Stalker. People, I'm hijacking this conversation, and I think Stalker is a great honorable mention. That's what I think. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so then, what what is number five? Resident Evil Two Remake. Well, right now we're figuring out what is not in the top five. Um, Resident Evil Four. I think Bloodborne has been in the top five because you got two votes and hot for high for you from you guys, so it has to be. Uh, Dark Souls was only from me and Demon Souls. No, was I also me, so I I I, I, uh, I I threw a vote towards Demon or Dark Souls. Okay, so we have. Oh. I feel like Dark oh. Souls is more horrific than Bloodborne. Personally, although I have not played nearly uh, as much of Bloodborne to speak authoritatively so on that. To, uh, me, Dark Souls I, yeah. is, to me, Dark Souls' world felt more bleak when I was playing it. Like, the feeling of the playing the game. Mm-hmm. I think Demon's Souls, is, or Bloodborne, is more nightmarish. It's like more, like, the monsters are more twisted. There's more direct horror homages in Bloodborne. Yeah. But to me, Dark Souls felt just so, like... It just felt very ominous to the player and the way it was designed. So the game's atmosphere, it just... I, yeah, I, Dark Souls was like fantasy can do this. Yeah, what? Right. It was like I that was it was just st- stunning to play that game. For the I first think time. we should just have. I mean, I'm sorry to. I don't. I don't know if my opinion matters. I think there should it just does. be from one FromSoft game, and I think it should be Dark Souls. Really oh. interesting. Oh. That really shook things up, Zach. <laughs> I just. I think you know, like coalescing all of the opinions of the you know, like clearly FromSoft has done something as we said. That, that makes us feel like it's horror. And I think Dark Souls is the best middle ground for everyone. 
you know, like. Wow, and you had it yeah. at number one. You had Bloodborne at number one. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm trying to make this list work. Dude, Dark Souls 1 <laughs> has the Yellow King. There's a guy who invades oh, Xanthus yeah. King Jeremiah. The He's the Yellow thumb King. thumb head almost. The big thumb on his head. Come on. I mean, they have the Yellow King references in that game. That's it's crazy. It's totally, it's full of horror craziness, that game. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, there's crow people. There's like half dragons. There's yeah. <laughs> vomit. Vomiting, yeah, the putrefied dragon or whatever. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I can't believe that we might just do Dark Souls. I mean, like, my argument for Bloodborne is what I said earlier, yeah. which is Dark Souls did not invade my dreams and my personal life in the way Bloodborne did. Like, Bloodborne, I was just thinking about it all the time. So what did but you, you were scared and disgusted, right? Like, you were, like, intrigued. No, I was... I mean, like, the whole idea of human beings being transformed because of the presence of interdimensional creatures like that was so fascinating and also terrifying and Mm. it's also more surreal the game is like the game has like accessing people's dreams and i don't i don't know that's my argument for bloodborne it seems like bloodborne is gonna lose now but yeah uh, (laughs) like i'm trying i'm thinking big picture how does this list look you know, in terms of all of our opinions coming together. And I think like Dark Souls, yeah. like I said, Dark Souls is the best, you know, middle ground. I agree with you. I think Bloodborne is more, was more scary for me than Dark Souls. I played Dark Souls first even, though my first playthrough mm. was kind of compromised because I had a friend who was like coaching me and he uh, was just telling me uh, to do speedrun strats. And I'm like, what? it was very at <laughs> first playthrough. Um, yeah. But in any case, um, I'm with you, yeah. but I for mean, the list... I'm also with you, just for the record. I love both of these yeah. games a lot. Well, I so. feel like Kevin is going to be the, 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 the deal breaker in terms of... Or the tiebreaker, because I feel passionately about Bloodborne. Zach is kind of deferring his vote. Aaron feels passionately about Dark Souls. So I think it kind of boils down to Kevin. Like, would you do Dark Souls or Bloodborne? Dark Souls was on his list. Yeah, Came uh, from his list. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I love you, Bloodborne. I'm sorry, Bloodborne. <laughs> Like I bought a console to play that game. Yeah. Okay. I paid four hundred dollars for a yeah. PS4 to play one fucking game, and that's the game I'm talking about. <laughs> Let's right be here, honest. You played two games okay. on your PS4. Wow. Who else was that? Oh, that's us too. <laughs> All right. You know two. what? Oh, yeah. You know what? Fine. Mike is gonna be <laughs> so mad at us, but uh, that's fine. He's gonna be mad. <laughs> but you know what? If Bloodborne loses to Dark Souls, I think he'll be okay. He'll be like, "All right, that's a good." I, 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 I think we might lose Mike as a listener because, like. <laughs> Like he'll still we come on, but he won't ever listen. He likes Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, because he was like Pentiment and number ten, and now Bloodborne is <laughs> an honorable mention. <laughs> He's just gonna be uh, like, "Fuck this podcast!" And I'll be so wait, what's so what's number five then? Stalker. That's a good question. No, we so wait, no, wait, wait, wait. we kicked off Stalker. <laughs> okay, because I was like, "Wait, Stalker over Bloodborne?" Okay, so uh, here are the six remaining. We have Resident Evil remake. Dead Space, Silent Hill 2, Dark Souls, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Resident Evil 4. Okay. I'm guessing Resident Evil 4 goes, but... I mean, there's yeah. no world in which Resident Evil 4 is more scary than... Uh, it's a great game. It's a great yeah. game. No, but yeah. you can you can roundhouse zombies. Let's just be honest. All right. So we're going to kick off Resident <laughs> Evil 4. Awesome. No Resident Evil 4. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sad. I, 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 I just feel, so like, good. I feel like Resident <laughs> Evil 4, like... So, yeah. is the big game. winner here Kevin? Because basically his list is the most represented. Wait, we haven't ordered them yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, we we helped Demon Souls in a way, all right? 
We 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 divided Bloodborne by demons or multiply whatever. We got Dark Souls. Man, Dark Souls. I am like yeah. so mad that Bloodborne didn't make the list. But that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I guess you guys are evil. But anyway, uh, play Bloodborne. Okay, so, yeah. Um, so our our honorable mentions are Stalker, Bloodborne, Resident Evil Four. Are we okay and Alien Isolation? You can have a list yeah, of as many honorable mentions. It doesn't matter. They don't yeah. matter, dude. If, yeah, they don't matter. Yeah. Wow. I would have so many wow. more. Bloodborne, than that. Bloodborne doesn't so matter. Many. Stalker I, my, doesn't my matter. My list of Dude, my honorable mention list is like as long as like the list on the yeah. this, the notes. I'm not even joking. I have so many fucking games. I'm like, oh, I have to mention this. Fine, I'm gonna put Evil much. Within Two as an honorable mention. What? I like it. Yeah. I like it. All right. Doom Three. I love that. Game. Get out. Stop. Stop. Get stop. stop. No more. No more. No more. No more. Oh, no man. more. Come on. Resident <laughs> Evil Six, baby. Resident <laughs> Evil Six. What a great okay. game. Okay. <laughs> for for real. What's our number? Th- Four then Dark Souls number three. Wait, wait. wait so wait, are, wait, wait. Is this right? Uh, should we order this? Like, I feel I like mean, Resident Evil Remake yeah. 2002 is number one. Yeah, it's like a lock, right? And Dead Space um, is number two. You think you oh, think yeah. Dead Space over Silent Hill two? I mean, I haven't played yeah, it. It's you on more me. lists. I mean, no, I've played true. Dead Space. I can vouch for its goodness. You've all played Dead Space. All right, but now uh, now, now it gets. What, what was the high, what was higher on our list then? I guess Dead Space was number three for me. Dead Space was number two for, for Aaron. Aaron. And number for Orin, it was number five. So Silent Hill was number four for me, and it was two for Orin and Zach. So you had Silent Hill 2 as number two. I feel like by. I think Silent Hill 2 might actually be higher than Dead Space because. Yeah, that might be. Does that then. feel right? Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It feels no, right. No, it's not because we have, th- we have like three and three right. again. Dead Space is not better again. than Silent Hill 2. I'm sorry. It's just not. Silent Hill 2 is I mean, such an important game. I don't know yeah. if it is or is I don't know. know. Yeah. I, I, feel, but I feel so conflicted. If you guys really I can't fucking choose, dude. all feel strongly, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I just feel like Dead Space is like... It's a good fucking game. It's a good fucking Dead Space, game, Dead Space is a good Dead Space fucking game. rocks, but Silent Hill 2 is like... Dead Space important. has... Here's the thing. Dead Space has some of that Resident Evil 4 you know, representation yeah, that does. we're wanting. It and... It does actual horror you know what i mean so like you know what zach good... i feel like yeah i feel like zach you're like the self-sabotaging guest you're like ah bloodborne's the best <laughs> yeah. horror game ever but i'm voting dark souls ah dead space <laughs> what is I'm this trying zach? To... he's trying to he's trying to bring us together come together i'm trying to <laughs> it's it's about the list i care about yeah. the list okay? he cares about the list he's mediating um yeah i don't actually you know, know what's number two yeah. No, I, I'll say I'm going to step out of this. Like, I like Dead Space, but I've never played Silent Hill 2. And it could be if had I played it, I would be so passionate about that. So Kevin has to decide. He's played them both. <sighs> Dude, I can't choose. These games are both so fucking good. Yeah. I mean, on my list, Dead Space was higher. Yeah. But okay. so I guess there's that. But I, I fucking love Silent Hill 2. I'm sorry. I, I know I'm just like, I love this game. I do. These are all games I like. It's like my favorite genre of games. So like everything in this list is like, I can't really choose a game. All right, but Kevin, think easy. about it this way. We're designing a course for somebody who's studying right. the history of video games, right? And this is this is the horror class. And these are the five oh, games the they have to play and write papers on. Well, then that would be Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 2 <laughs> yeah. is more influential. But, Silent Hill 2 is like... That, that's what I was saying. Like it was like when I played Metroid, Super Metroid. It was like, oh, this is this is like everywhere. Yeah. Like this game is like set a fat, like a like a fundamental piece of horror gaming is right here. Like this is like, yeah. All I right, feel then, like I, I feel uh, like mo- if you ask most big video game people, what are the Dead two? Space is scarier. Dead Space is scarier. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think I, 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 I think Silent Hill to Kevin it is. I, to Kevin it is. 
Uh, yeah, I guess it depends on what you feel, but Silent Hill 2, I just had, it had so much like gnarly like what the fuck moments. <laughs> it does. Know? Dead Space or Dead Space is like again that primal fear of like ah yeah, you killed right. and, and the other game is like this disturbing just like uh like you know <laughs> like existential and, yeah. and and just in your mind psychological you know i gotta say this i, I felt kind of like a badass in dead space which isn't a bad thing but like like i got to a point where I, where i overpowered my pet plasma cutter so much that yeah. i was just like ripping dudes apart like like a normal yeah. i felt like it was an action game to me you know and i like that because i was like oh resident evil 4 you know it's not as uh you know you're not doing yeah fucking uh, but dude the enemies in Silent Hill 2 are fucking pansies, man. They are, like, so easy to run by. <laughs> Dude, I'm true. sorry, but, like, after playing Resident Evil, it was like, these guys are nothing. These guys are just, like, I can just, like, they, like, wiggle around so much, yeah. you can just run right by them. Sorry. I don't know. It's true. I, mean, I was, I, I had, I had, like, 300 bullets in the pistol. Yeah. I had, like, 50 rifle rounds. I had, like, 60 shotgun shots. I was a fucking, like, James was packing some heat, man, by the end of that game for me. God damn, this is turning into more contentious than our game of the year discussion. Sorry. Dude, it's hard to pick. I'll be honest, because I think Silent Hill 2 is, like, fucking so good. I think, like, influential-wise, there's no question to me, Silent Hill 2. Like, influence. What about, like, the ethos of the three of us turned into one person? (laughs) Orin's head on your body with uh, my feet. <laughs> that, that's a silent I, monster. I, I, right? I was, oh. I was, I, like, I almost feel like we. Well, here's the thing. It's like the Dark Souls argument versus Bloodborne. Like we've all played Dark Souls. We all love Dark Souls. Right. Well, we've all played Dead Space, and we all love Dead Space. But I feel like there's like two of us who really feel strongly about Silent Hill too. And so I have, like, I have completely seeded no, my I vote. Too. So I you guys gotta, Hell, you guys gotta decide. I love Silent. Okay, how about this? I will put Silent Hill two above that space because I think Silent Hill two is awesome. And yeah, I love it, and I think it deserves it. And I only played it recently. Like I, I put, it, I haven't, I don't, I haven't had years to chew on it yeah. like you guys have. So, uh, whereas that space I have. Um, so I'll, 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 uh, I'll rock the vote on Silent Hill. I'll put it up because Silent Hill two is fucking awesome. It's the I legend. feel like. I feel like that I want, feels I'm like, right. I feel like I'm the only one who's hyped for that remake. Like, I'm like the only one who's in the... <laughs> I'm oh, yeah, like, I, want I want that remake fucking now. <laughs> Dude, I don't want that shit. I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited. I know everyone else is... I know. Trust me. I know Blue. N- N- now let's have a discussion about why we need to put Bloodborne back on the list. <laughs> no, Stalker. Gone. Stalker needs to come back on the list. Um, <clears throat> okay, <clears throat> so we got Resident Evil Remake 2002, Silent Hill 2, Dead Space at 3, Dark Souls at 4, Resident Evil 2 Remake at 5... Uh, I Does, would. Do argue... we need Resident Evil Two f- remake at, in in the same list? Is this not redundant? Honestly, I would argue for replacing Resident Evil Two remake with Bloodborne. No, that's redundant too, because then we have two Souls games. Oh, uh, well, then replace it with what? Stalker, oh, Stalker, Amnesia, uh, Dusk, uh, Par- Paratopic. Uh, I don't know something else. It it feels. Uh, I don't want to put Stalker. I mean, if you guys really want to put Stalker, like, that's fine. But You saw the bandit dance. Stalker seems cool, but it also seems, like, not representative of the four of us. Uh, Listo Protocol? No. Listo Protocol. No. Resident Evil 6, baby? Resident Evil 6? Are we doing it? We do it? Not well, like well, then, what if what if we did Resident Evil Four then? Because it's different enough. 
This is like a BLT with extra bacon. That would be like a BLT with like extra hickory bacon. Um, <laughs> Kevin, what do you think? Um, so let me see. This, this, so we have we have a, a lock for Resident Evil remake. Yeah. Silent Hill two. I think Silent Hill two number two. I think is sat very satisfactory. Yeah. And I Dead agree. Space as number three is also very satisfactory. I'm I'm like you know what that makes sense. I'm fine with that bump. Silent Hill two just is such an influential, amazing game. It's Dark Souls. It's four and five. I'm a little remake. wobbly about. Also, two Resident Evil games. What's wrong with that? I mean, they're just they're the two remakes. The two remakes. I don't know. I just feel like there's got to be something. Those remakes else. are fucking awesome, though. Parasite yeah. Eve, guys, come on, let's go. I mean, like no. But between Resident Evil Two remake, Resident Evil Four, and all the other games that we have, like I feel like I would put Resident Evil Two remake over Resident Evil Four. As a horror yeah. game, I yeah. would definitely. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But I think it's a very effective horror if, game. If you guys really want to like have a different franchise, like that's fine. I just personally don't. I feel like if we put Stalker, that would just be too, like not re- because I haven't played it. Zach hasn't played it. I don't know if I would put Stalker. What do you think, Kevin? You would, if you had to say a better horror game, Resident Evil Two Remake or Stalker: Shadow of Chernobyl? As a better horror game, I say Resident Evil Two Remake. Yeah. But I, I think Stalker is. Is a better uh, game? No, no. but it's great. <laughs> yeah. I've only played Stalker once. Oh, really? I played uh, through it like three love times. The atmosphere. I mean, if we were gonna go with like what the best game is, I would have fought for Bloodborne no. at number Dark one. Dark Souls, but yeah, we're, sure. We're doing we're doing uh, like like best horror, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, best yeah. horror. Game. I, I I'm yeah. goofing, but I I I mean this I, this is my from my list, so I that's that's I, I'm gonna vote for what. I'm Oh sure yeah, I you had the BLT with double bacon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> dude, I would have had like three Resident Evil games if I if it was it wasn't excessive. But all right, all right. I mean, it's not a bad list. I like it. I think Resident Evil Two Remake is an incredible game. Yeah. I just want another flavor, but I don't know what that flavor would be. I would well, almost say like else is Amnesia, all... but I fucking hate that game. <laughs> I respect it, but that's not a fun game to play. Alien Isolation. I, I would say that, but like I think that would make Oren have uh, indigestion. I don't want to give him indigestion. And, that uh, game, that game is very good as a horror game. Right, it's just so fucking slow. It just has some problems. Well, 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 look at it this way. Look at this way. <clears throat> Let me let's rewind a bit. Resident Evil Two Remake, I feel like, is different enough from Resident Evil Remake to justify being a number five. Like, but is like, it that different? I mean, if you guys want to go super different, then do Resident Evil Four. You but know, that doesn't yeah, fit. That don't. Resident Four is very different. <laughs> Resident Evil 4 is like the the only thing connecting Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil Remake is the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how yeah. different they are. Yeah. So if you guys really want variety, Resident Evil 4 would make more the most sense. But it's not a But I I pre- Resident Evil 2 Remake I think probably I would pick that one. I would pick that over 4, but I So wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. Hang on a second. Dark Souls and Bloodborne have no similarities either. They're just both FromSoft games that have similar game mechanics, but they don't—they're not similar. They're, I mean, just like I'd the, be down with evil. putting Bloodborne at number five. Like I was saying that earlier. <laughs> you guys, it's the same. I think it's they're the same similar problem. enough. They are similar. Yeah, they're they're more similar than uh, <laughs> come on. Resi Four than Resi One. Are you kidding me? This is funny that we can't agree. I love this. I just it's because it's because uh, we have a lot of homogenous. Well, what about? Um, I feel all right. I feel like. 
let's we have to let, let's let's we I thought we agreed that there wasn't going to be two from the same franchise. Did I did I no. misremember? No. Well, I remember Oren said, which was like he's like you can do what you want. Okay. You well, no, no, for your yeah, personal. I, 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 like, I, I said I and said I, and I, I said for me oh, personally, for the five. I was going to uh, do one for uh, from, okay, but like okay. I didn't mean anyone had to follow that rule. Like I, I thought you were dictating the law. It's just because I'm such an annoying person, and you're like, ah, Oren telling me something to do again, fucking A. You know? No, but I liked it. I liked it. I, I like to be told what to do. Uh, no, I, I I just, I don't know. It, it, slightly, it slightly bothers me. But I, if you guys really want this, I'll go with it. So um, if we want, if, 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 how about this? Forget the list for a second. Yeah. Where do, do we all want the list to not have? Do we all want to have separate, do we all we want to have no duplicates? From franchises and developers, do we? How about we agree on that? If we agree on that, then we can go forward. I don't yes really no? like that very much. Okay, I'm okay with it, but I understand the sentiment. So I, I I'll, if if it's a majority, I'll I'll vote for the majority. How about that, Oren? Yeah, I I'm fine with anything. It doesn't really matter. I think that for number five, Resident Evil Two Remake, Bloodborne, or Resident Evil Four are good picks. Yeah, or Stalker or Alien Isolation. Zach? I, I would not. I would rather have those three games than those two. Damn. This is tough. What do you think, Zach? Do you, do you Zach, be honest okay, with me you, for a minute. You think that yeah, having okay. two entries from the same franchise that are rather mechanically similar, while not think, a bad move, is, is maybe a boring move, right? I, I, I don't feel like Resident Evil Remake and 2 Remake are that similar, but it's okay. No, uh, yeah, no, those are, well... Uh, Pretty mm, they are and they aren't. They are on there. In the base level, like, yeah, they're mechanically different. You one is a tank controlled like you know, but like you're navigating a map and you're, you know, figuring out yeah. how to yeah. you know, you're learning the item a place. Boxes, right. Ammo management, keys. Yeah. I mean like if we like I, yeah. if we're gonna <laughs> do true. alien isolation or stalker sorry to cut you off, Zach. But oh, like um I just feel like if we like I know the whole thing about having different franchises featured, but if we had Stalker or Alien Isolation, it just wouldn't feel representative of the group. It would just feel like we're but doing it's it just Aaron. to do it. Aaron is but a part Aaron, of the group. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I know, like Stalker too. Aaron's... I mean, if you guys really like feel passionately mm-hmm. about Stalker, that's fine. We could put so, it. But like, if I had to vote for Stalker or Alien, Alien Isolation, Alien Isolation is really great, but Stalker, like, Stalker is an amazing original. I would put Stalker over. Like, it, that yeah. is. Stalker. Stalker's is a top three but, game but, for me. But let me ask you this, Kevin: Would you put Stalker over Bloodborne, Resident Evil Four, or Resident Evil Two Remake? Like, would you as horror games? Yeah, for our collective or... top five. Oh man, um, as a horror game, I would put Resident Evil Two Remake. <laughs> you see, that's over what Stalker? I'm feeling. I feel like Resident Evil Two Remake. But think just about makes like sense. controllers and uh, uh, you know. Just think about the moments in Stalker that are so unique and unlike anything. Like Stalker has moments like of going, horror that like, are like the just labs. Like Every moment with the labs you've, you've in played game in other incredible. games. They're not. Monster it's Design not a derivative really cool. game. So, uh, so I know Whereas, Aaron Resident is, Evil Two is, Remake is, is, is a fighting remake. for Stalker. He's fighting for Stalker, but like I'm saying, Resident Evil Two Remake. Kevin's saying Resident Evil Two Remake. Zach, what would you pick from those four oh. games? <laughs> Like the pressure. Like, what, what uh, would you pick? RE4, RE2 remake, or Bloodborne for the collective list? For the collective list, I could vote for any of these games myself. 
I, I can I, put Bloodborne. I have no problem with Bloodborne. I have no problem with Neil 2 Remake. I have no problem with any of these games. And these are all fine. And then number five is Stalker. We're just going to do Stalker. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. Um, I don't want to choose this. Like, this isn't my list to make. It is, um, though. You're a guest. I mean, I had yeah. some influence. Silent Hill 2 is on there, part, yeah. partly because of me. Hell yeah. I mean, Bloodborne is not on there because you were like, eh, Dark Souls. Here's the thing. Let me look at this list again. What do we got? <laughs> oh, yeah, his, his number one is Bloodborne. That actually should make it go higher. It's It doesn't, no. <laughs> doesn't matter. I think, uh, we already had this I, conversation. Think, I, think, I think Bloodborne would be a totally great number five if we went with it. But I'm also open I'm to Resident Evil 2 Remake being number five. I'm also fine with that. I'm also fine with Stalker. I, I feel like, so. let's not... I, I just hate the, the two two games from that are of a similar franchise or style. Right. It feels it feels like you're not giving a, a diverse selection of things. Like, go play Resident Evil Remake or Resident Evil 2 Remake. Right, but we're selecting our top five, like the ones that we love. I know, and I think that Stalker has continually showed up on this podcast going back six or seven years. It's been a a recurring theme. So have these other games. I really don't like the idea of giving it to Stalker. I I know. I I just feel like I'm being gaslit into just... So how about this? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe we can all find common ground. What's the game that all three of us have played in this list that we all liked? We all love Resident Evil 2 Remake. We all love it. Yeah, that's true. We all love that. We all love it. We that's don't it. all love Resident Evil 4. We don't all love Bloodborne, but we all love, I love Resident, Resident Evil 4. 2 Remake. I mean, I love that's Resident Evil 4, but not, not I love Resident to Evil this 4. level. I agree. Resident Evil 4 is number five would be perfectly fine for me. Any of these games, they're all fine. All right, Signalis, number I five. Like, I Let's go. Like sh- <clears throat> I'm, surpri- I'm actually surprised you didn't fight for Signalis. It's because too new. I, I haven't, it hasn't percolated enough, you know what I mean? To, to give uh, it like, honestly, so, like, yeah. I'm not that I think we should fight for it, but Signalis like, would be a better number five than stalker <laughs> but we i think it's less effective as a horror game than stalker right? yeah i also kind of think horror. even though i love it it's not like that horrific stalker is like stalker is unsettling a lot stalker is very unsettling it is it's it really can be there, there's a moment in stalker that i've never seen another game do well actually i've seen one other game do now that yeah. one game yeah that that ripped it off but <laughs> well uh, i you know i i've, I've said the, i've said this? my piece you guys know I'm where i call. stand I defer to I'm you. I'm voting for Stalker for number five. Oh Do my it. god. Do wow. it. I'm doing it. I'm voting for Stalker. Stalker's the shit. Okay, fine, I feel like fine. we need we need that representation. It, it makes sense for Stalker's... the Jump Crouch podcast, right? We're... Yeah. I'm sorry. Stalker's I'm sorry, awesome. Orm. Stalker was on my list, remember my top five, till like this morning. I bumped it this morning just because I was like, you know what? I love this game, but Resident Evil 2 remake to me is scarier. But Stalker is... This is Stalker a rounder list. This is a more diverse... I, I'm spelling Chernobyl Sorry, the way that, uh, that, they, that they spell it in Ukraine, I guess. But um, uh, they... Did any of your games uh, make it, Oren? Uh, Silent Hill 2 made it. And Resident Evil Remake. And Resident Evil oh, Remake. And Dead Space. Oh, and Dead Space. Space. Yeah, okay. Three I am, games I am still going to act sullen and pissy because <laughs> Bloodborne did not make it. And yeah, that's really the big Honorable one. Honorable mention, Bloodborne... Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Island Isolation, Resident Evil 6. Resident Evil 2 Remake is an honorable mention. (laughs) I feel like this would make a better course syllabus. You know what I mean? Than the other list we had. Uh, Yes. Stalker, number five over Bloodborne. 
what is this nonsense anyway the jump crouch top five is stalker at five four is dark souls three is dead space two is silent hill two one is resident evil remake 2002 this has been a contentious ass podcast god damn the game of the year was way was less good. stressful <laughs> dude pick because picking again for me picking these games is like you're picking my favorite games it's like i'm trying to pick my favorite of like my yeah favorites. yeah it's very difficult so god damn yeah also this is on track to be our first three-hour podcast oh shit i'm Holy so sorry guacamole uh, <laughs> if you're still listening thank you i i love you i'll do your dishes uh who's dishes <laughs> zach uh, uh, no, any listeners to listening, I'll do your dishes. Oh, uh, guaranteed. Well, yeah, you'll you'll, you'll whisper sweetly in their ears while they do their own dishes, or yeah. or you'll get upset. Either way, uh, yeah. guys, that that is this is this really? Are we landing here? Do you allow this, Orin? I guess yeah. you, you wrote it into law. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Stalker, Dark Souls, Dead Space, Silent Hill, Two, Resident Evil Remake, Two Thousand Two. Those are the five oh. best. And horror. honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Bloodborne, Bloodborne. for real. Resident Evil 4, Alien Isolation, Alien Evil Within 2. I'm not going to say Resident Evil 6 because that's a meme. Game. No, no, Resident Evil yeah, that's, 2 that's Remake. Not, yeah. yeah. Resident Evil 2 Remake. Or okay. please don't hold what I've done here against me for the rest <laughs> oh. of my life. <laughs> it's going to be every day. I'm going to be like, ah, I see you like Dark Souls more than Bloodborne, eh? Is that right, Zach? I think you said that Stalker is a better game than Bloodborne. It's strange. I. I... Yeah. I say a lot of things. Yeah, when when I listen to when I re-listen to your podcast with K Bash about Bloodborne, I'm gonna be like, he's lying. <laughs> he's lying. Uh, all right. I mean, pretty good list. You know, if pretty if, good list. If, if they weren't duplicates, I would have easily had Bloodborne in my top five. Like, if if duplicates were not like as big of a deal, yeah, you know. But yeah. I Man, mean, Bloodborne is just like this casualty, right? I'm just seeing Bloodborne just bleeding out on the ground right now, and I just want to—I want to help Bloodborne, but Bloodborne is—they need to re-release that goddamn game. Yeah, yeah, it's um, a bit of an see. assault on the eyes right now. Um. I think it's a good list. I like it. I—I I, I feel like um, Resident Evil remake and Silent Hill two, like that is a really great top two. Like yeah. you know, yeah. I feel like that's like the Dead Space. Those are quintessential. Those are quintessential, and I think Dead Space is a solid number three. I think Dark Souls, we all love Dark Souls, so number four is great. Stalker, you know what? We talk about Stalker a lot on this podcast, so you know what? Having it at at number five, I think, is very characteristic of Jump Crouch. Can't really vouch for it, though. You may be able to even Jump Crouch in that game. I'm not sure if you can, but you might be able to. Uh, Weird. You can in Ion Fury. Yeah, you can in Ion Fury. Um, I think that's a different kind of game, but... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dope right. list. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Uh, yeah, play that Resident Evil Four, people. All right, let's let's do our uh, our, our personal Rex. Zach, what do you, you got a good one? I like it. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll make it quick. Uh, we've all, <laughs> almost all of us, have watched uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula, um, a classic camp film um, about Dracula. And there's just what did I what did I write? Um, just so over the top. It's so horny. It's so extra. It's it's everything. You know what I mean? And I just love the craft that went into it. Like, like the the sh- playing with shadows. Like, there's a lot of like like Dracula doing weird shit. Like with a I shadow that's stuff. different than his body, and it's great. Um, yeah. 
um there's like a there's a shot the one shot that i remember is like there's a miniature train going by and like its shadow is on this book i don't know if it's the like the novel or if it's like someone's diary or whatever but it's like this really small moment that like they went super all out on for some reason and i really like that um and then just the opening with like the backstory of dracula where it's like you know the love interest jumps out of the castle and like there's the blood everywhere coming out of every object and like the silhouettes of the battle and like the clouds in the sky. Like it's a really great moment. It's just like a movie they went really hard on for some reason. And uh, it turned out really interesting and funny and crazy and cool. Um, and I want to watch it again uh, soon. So that's a pretty good sign that it's a good movie uh, or at least interesting. So to everyone else and Oren, I guess, uh, go watch that. So I, I need I haven't seen it in so long. I really got to rewatch it. God damn. Huh. I got to um... watch it. Uh, I guess I'll go next because I'm already speaking, but I'm reading a book. I can't believe it. I used to like read books all the time, but I kind of stopped because I turned into a gamer. No, you played Pentiment. Yeah. <laughs> True. That was like, yeah, that was tantamount <laughs> to reading like a really dense 15th century art history text. But um, yeah, I'm reading J.G. Ballard's Crash uh, because I think I read it like way, way back, like in my early 20s. And it's the, the reason why I'm rereading is because um, I'm going to rewatch david cronenberg's crash soon and i kind of want to like re-experience it to like read the book first and then see how the movie translates it and it's so funny rereading the book because i didn't realize how accurate it is to the movie it's almost like at times one for one exactly how the movie is and it has some really like honestly the way it's described in the book is sometimes more fucked up than actually seeing it in the movie um so I don't know if I would, like, recommend it to anyone because it's kind of a fucked up book because it's all about, like, you know, how human sexuality is melding and transforming with technology, which, you know, is there's a lot of fucked up uh, imagery that that entails from that. But I don't know. It's cool. Read your crazy postmodern authors because most likely they've been adapted by David Cronenberg. (laughs) Cool. That's my rec. Kevin? Uh, my rec is um, Pan Am Palmer from Cyberpunk, uh, that character. Let's go! Um, <laughs> I'm in love with her. Okay. Um, Booty. I, so I, I did that uh, story arc actually a while ago, but I wanted to talk about it because I kept forgetting to. And I was like, you know what? This is like such a good character that I'm just going <laughs> to make her a personal rec from the game. If you don't do anything else in Cyberpunk, just do that quest because the writing was... I, I felt like that she was like a real human being that like actually was her age. I've never seen a character other than maybe some of the ones in Mass Effect where I felt so like like such a like like I oh I'm just like my friend. Like I actually like want to go hang out with these people. Like the Aldecaldos in general, um, Mitch and all of that. Um, my character was a nomad, my background in the games, so that's that's who that's who Pan Am and that and those people are. Um, but just the interactions with, with uh Pan Am were so impressive, I was like, Wow, this is like one of the best NPCs I've ever seen in a video game. This is some of the best writing I've ever seen. I was just like floored with it i was it left an impact on me for like three days after i did that quest so i was just like holy shit i actually haven't beaten the game yet i understand there's probably an ending with with her as well which i still need to get but um 
yeah, I just was like, wow. Uh, definitely, like, it's totally earnest and different than the kind of more nihilistic feeling people in the city. Totally. You getting swatted? Sorry. What's going on? I yeah, I don't know what's going on. Huh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, anyways, uh, Pan and Palmer is a great part of the game. Okay. I concur. Yes. Yeah, I dig. Uh, my recommendation is the Apple TV show Mythic Quest, which on its own is, is a reasonably entertaining workplace comedy, but it's it's about a video game uh, developer. And it, it does a, it handles the topics of uh, like video game culture and history reasonably well, like much better than I would say most pop culture. But the reason the real reason I recommend it is each season has a single episode that is totally dramatic and somewhat unrelated to the main story. And I would say those dramatic one offs are worth the price of admission alone. Like you could just watch those and be pretty well entertained, but they, they do connect well into the broader story. Uh, I've watched the first two seasons and I thought it was, you know, pretty good. But the but the single episodes are like great, like really really good. Kind of reminds me of like BoJack Horseman. I feel, I feel like BoJack Horseman does that a lot, where it's like five or six episodes that are funny, and then like a really emotionally heavy, dramatic mm. episode. <laughs> cool. All right, uh, Kevin, you're not getting swatted, right? Um, no, everything seems. I think there's a roof work roof work going on okay uh i don't know it just well, suddenly happened There's discord no. does a great job cutting that shit out i gotta say i don't hear a thing yeah. but but you look disturbed so i'm, I'm glad that it's <laughs> yeah. it's just roof work uh zach thanks for coming by thank you thank you for yeah. letting me throw a wrench into things oh yeah yeah Oren, thanks for sure. thanks for letting zach come on the show by the way zach i know where you live i know your neighborhood <laughs> i'm coming yeah. for you that's fine uh, if you can get uh, back home <laughs> that's an expensive uber yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right guys uh madden we love you uh check out madden's music in the link check out our discord uh check out zach on twitter link in the show notes and uh we'll be back in two weeks 